Another urban edition, um, another episode of the Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we uh, we shine a light on issues impacting the urban community. I got a lot going on tonight, y'all. I'm doing some experimentation with the show. This is episode 99. This is the first show of the year. Um, tonight, I'm doing a live um, Facebook. Uh, feed as well. We're doing a, um, doing Facebook Live as well as well as um, YouTube Live. So just come on in, you know, join us. I'm I'm kind of nervous because I don't know how this is going to turn out, but um, yeah, we're we're live. Um, you can also check us out on YouTube.com 
slash UCOFW. We're streaming live from there as well. Um, so we, we got a lot to discuss. We're going to go straight to the phone lines tonight. We're going to see if the sound is right. Now, y'all going to have to help me out tonight. Let me know if the sound is on point. Um, send me a message in chat. I, I got y'all up in chat. We got the Facebook chat up. You can send in your questions, send in your um, send in your comments. I'm not messing with Mickey. I, yeah, that's, that's my buddy Mickey. I just seen him come in the room. But yeah, um, do you, Mickey? Do you hear me? Can you do me a favor? Can y'all hear me? Let me know if you can hear the um, the 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 um, fan, Facebook. Yes, I'm gonna need y'all help tonight. We gotta make sure that everything's on popping. Uh, if y'all can hear me, uh, press one. Press one in the chat because I want to make sure everybody hears me. Because I'm on my microphone tonight. Um, I did a microphone check earlier, so I uh, made sure that it was on point. Um, we're going to go straight to the line. Um, C, are you online? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Can you hear me pretty well? All right, now. I'm gonna tell y'all this now. We're gonna we're gonna really talk about some stuff tonight. It's it's gonna be on and popping because the topic of tonight, well, the title of the show is buffoonery, dysfunction, and sexuality in the church. Now that now that's a that's a mouthful right now, right there. And I'm telling you, with all this stuff that's been going on in 2018 already, we got to talk about what's going on in the church now. Um. We're going to just give a quick rundown of what we're going to be discussing tonight. We're not going to keep y'all here too long. We'll probably be here for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. But um, what I want to talk about tonight is several topics. We're going to discuss sexual abuse in the church. And then we're going to talk about this Facebook video that went viral of these three. It was these, It was two guys. Almost, it was a guy and two girls that they came into church. I mean, they was dancing to Cardi B. They was they, they was doing the most. All right. So we're gonna talk about them. They was pop locking and dropping in the church. We thought it was really a club scene. So we're gonna talk about that. And then we're gonna also talk about another viral video that um, was out on Facebook as well about the woman that gave her startling testimony. We're gonna play that on the show here in a little bit. Um, also. We're going to talk about some of the sexual allegations of certain gospel music icons in the community. So some of y'all, you know, y'all go to these churches, y'all y'all dealing with these pastors, y'all giving them y'all money and this, that, and the other, but they ain't living the, the most pristine life. So we're going to talk about that. Now, one of the people we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about these alleged, you know, um, allegations that are alleged at this point of Miss Diane Williams. Now, some of y'all may not know who she is, but some of y'all may know the song that is out there. It's been out for years. Um, Jesus will work it out. And there was an article on obnoxioustv.com putting her on blast. Like somebody from her past came out and just said, hey, this girl snuck in my, in my hotel room and sexually assaulted me. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, James Hall, He's another gospel music artist that was caught up in this this torrid love affair where the guy 
um, who he was in a uh, love affair with was a bishop of a church that moved all the way to New York to be with him. And we're going to talk about how that got ugly, so we're going to talk about the court case behind that. Also, we're going to talk about some local tea, because I know some of y'all seen this video that's kind of gone viral on Facebook. Now, I know uh, one of my friends, he's, he's a fellow YouTuber. His name is Demario Jive. I sent him the um, the video, and he did a video response about it, about a group of young kids at a church lock-in at a, a well-known church here in Indianapolis called Light of the World. This video was just ridiculous. And we're just going to talk about what's going on in the church today where, people, where kids, uh, if it's wrong with this generation in general, like what's going on to where these kids feel that they can just come in the house of God and just act any kind of way. And I'm going to get on the church, too, because I've heard some things about light of the world and this, this lock-in that they have every year and just how there's just too much going on. So we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about the phenomenon of closet-case men and women in the church, and we're going to talk about the hypocrisy behind that because you got these preachers is one thing, and, and then they live in a whole different life. So we're going to talk about that. And then in that conversation, we'll talk about Andrew Caldwell, James Hall, and some some of the other people that are going to come up tonight in this discussion. Also, we're going to get on a story, that a really tragic story that took place in Kansas City where uh, Elder Robert Lee Harris killed his wife and scattered her remains all over the city. So this, this story just came out this week, so we're going to talk about that. And then Miss Kim Burrell, she done tried it again. Miss Kim Burrell still doing the most in 2018. We're going to get on her, her big bumblebee looking behind. We're going to get on her. And then also we're going to talk about these pastors or these preachers that were charged with sex trafficking um, of minors. So we're going to get on that. And then we just got a whole lot that we're going to talk about. We got a jam-packed show. We're going to try to get through all these stories, but – See, uh, tell us, mm-hmm. like, what do you think, when we talk about the whole entire issue of sexual dysfunction in the church, what do you, what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Like, are you shocked that this is even something that we have to even discuss? Yes, I am absolutely shocked. I'm actually livid about this because we know um, when it comes to the history of the church, you go to church um, for fellowship, you go to church for healing, you go to church just to hear the word of God being preached so that you can apply it to your life. But now we have so many um, behaviors in the church that are being condoned that are absolutely uncalled for. Um, and what is happening is, is that it is distorting the image of the church. And now what is wrong in the eyes of God is being sought to be right as far as society is concerned. So there is just a huge issue. Um, and, you know, this is just something that really does need to be talked about and needs to be addressed and these churches really need to be exposed, you know, because this kind of behavior needs to stop. And I know that it's really not going to stop because it's just gotten so deep now. Um, and people have just been doing it for years, so now it's just going on and on and on. But, you know, I'm just sick of it. I, I am so sick of this. I mean, it is ridiculous. 
And do you think with all this um, with all this going on, do you think that is affecting um, this generation's walk with God? Like people just they're just they're just faith because I mean they see all this stuff going on in the church, and I guess you know a lot of people and I've I've heard people talk about this. You know I've talked about this with people that kind of struggle with their faith. Why I guess they feel like why should I go to church if I have to deal with the same stuff that I'm dealing with out in the street. People in the church fighting, people in the church shooting, you got mm-hmm. feet, you got candy in the church. And you know, and my thing is is like it's do you think that it's kind of um messing up the witness of the church? Yes. Yes it definitely is. Um when as as far as the young people that are growing up now, when they think of church, they think of a place to just go and just sit and just dance and cuss and fight and do all of this mess. So the true many of church, they don't know it. They don't have that example because we have adults out here who are living contrary to what the Word of God is saying. And what I mean by this is you're bringing that behavior in the church and you're distorting that image. So when children come behind you, all they're seeing is what you're doing in the church and that behavior is being condoned. So now what they see is what they're going to do. And, you know, when that, when when the phrase that says, children are impressionable, that is so true. What they see, they will mm-hmm. Imitate, so they're seeing this, and they're going to continue to do it because they think it's okay. So yeah, so these children are being brought up in the wrong way as far as the church is concerned. So um, I truly believe that these pastors, you know, they are allowing these people to do these negative things in church because they're not trying to stop them. And then, but not, but not only the people in the church, but the pastors, period. So when the pastors are doing these things, of course they're going to condone the this actual behavior of the people that are attending because they're doing it too, you know. So wow. it's just trickling down, you know what I mean? So it's trickling down from the pastors to the members, and now you have the kids, and that is just awful. Right. Now, this kind of leads into – one of the first things I want to discuss. Now, you watched the video that I posted up the other day about that brawl that took place at Light of the World Christian Church. Now, before we get into that, I want to let everybody know that you can call in. I see a lot of people that are watching our show now live on Facebook. If you want to call in and jump in the conversation, the number is six um, six four six. 915-8200. Once again, it's 646-915-8200. Six, 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 I had to get that right. Um, the topic for tonight is dysfunction in the church. Are we living in a day where the church is nothing but, it's, it's, it's just like a circus, like any and everything goes, you know, you, you have all this uh, these scandals going on in the church. I want to know what you guys are thinking. Um, number The number again is 646-915-8200. Six, six, now, the video that we're going to be discussing is uh, there's a well-known church here in Indianapolis by by the name of Light of the World Christian Church. And uh, one of my young cousins, I believe, uh, my cousin, one of my cousins is in here now, Chan, uh, she 
shared this video with me, and I think it was one of my younger cousins that videotaped this in the church where I guess it shows there was a group of, it had to be at least about three, 400 youth, probably more, just fighting, arguing, and it was like all these people in the church. Now, my biggest thing with this issue was there was no, not enough chaperones here with these kids. They're playing worldly music in the church, and then they attacking the police off, throwing chairs, throwing basketball, just going in, acting like some dang on heathens in the church. And I, my thing is, is like, what has the church become? And and like I was I was discussing this with my mother because um, I showed her the video. And my thing is, is like, this is why people don't want to reach out to these youth today. Now, with all this stuff going on, especially in the African-American community, these churches want to have these lock-ins where these kids, where they pop locking and dropping and playing all this music and dancing. I said, you know, we can't afford all that right now. With, with, with our youth being behind the way that they are, they're falling behind educationally, financially, economically, and all that stuff. They should have took that opportunity to teach these kids some life skills. Teach these kids, get them in here and, and, and teach them some things that's going to help them out in the real world. But, see, that's how the church is today. They want to take your money. Everything is just, it's, 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 it's a joke. You know what I'm saying? So that was my problem with this. Like, I didn't see no parents. And my thing is, is like, I look at all these kids, like, at this lock-in. There should have been just as many parents in there helping out, chaperoning, you know, making sure this stuff wasn't jumping up. That was my biggest issue. You know what I'm saying? And you're right, Chan. I see you in there. Like, you know, um, she says, I blame the adults. And, 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 and that's, at the end of the day, that's what we have to go back to. It's the adults that aren't stepping up. You, you want the church. You want the school. You want everybody to raise your kids. But it's not everybody else's responsibility. And these kids can't even act right in the house. But God, this, this is a lost generation. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lost generation, you know. So what do you feel about this video, Steve? Because I know you've seen it. Yes. When I saw that video, I'm tell you one thing. My mouth just dropped open because I'm like, okay, you have this lock-in where children are not being supervised. And if there was a adult there, didn't see them, didn't know where they were, and now these kids think, okay, yeah, so my parents just drop me off so I can do whatever I want to do. And that's exactly what happened. Those kids did whatever they wanted to do because they knew that they didn't have anyone there to tell them otherwise or to lead and guide them. And so now what is happening is the entire image of the church is messed up because they didn't even do what they were supposed to do to even uh, try to stop that fight. But then on top of that, <laughs> these kids running around, diving in, hurting the <laughs> security guard, doing all of this stuff, and nothing was done about it. That's the issue that I have. They just let it continue to go on and on and on, and they never tried to do anything about it. And that is the issue. Yeah. That 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 right there is just a true issue. And I think you had said that, Chan said that it started with the parents. Yes, it does. It starts with the parents because now what's going to happen is that the parents are just going to 
blow that entire thing off, they're going to act like, okay, well, it was a little fight, everything is okay, and for the next church lock-in, the same kids that are out there acting raunchy and disrespectful are going to be up in there again, and then that actually chances them to start another fight. You know, it's just... I mean, it's just crazy. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna ask, I'm, I want you guys in the room to let me know. Do you hear um, C on the air? Do you guys hear the caller? Let me know. Somebody um, send me a response in the chat room. Because I want to make sure everybody's hearing what she's saying. Okay. I just want to make sure. Um, Chan, you just, yeah, my cousin, she's in the chat room. She says this has been going on for a few years. Um, why is this a reoccurring thing? And, see, that's my thing. Like, that's all it's going to take for, for somebody to bring a gun up in that church or somebody to do something or some child to get hurt in there, and then they're going to be on the 6 o'clock news, and it's just going to be another embarrass, embarrassment to our community. Like, we got too much going on. We dealing with this stuff right now. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. But I want to move on. I want to move on from that. Like if anybody has some more insight in that on this um on this situation, feel free to call in at six four six nine one five eighty two hundred. Once again at six four six nine one five eighty two hundred. We're also on youtube.com slash UCOSW. Um we're streaming live on there. And then I also let you guys know that you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher. Um, we're on a couple Google Play, and um, you can you can download the episodes for free. You can listen on um, Blog Talk Radio. If you can't ever catch us live, the episodes will be available uh, at the latest the next the next day. So I just wanted to throw that plug in there real quick. Now I want to go to something that. Um, another video that's out there right now that came out in the last week or two that's kind of disturbing. And, you know, a lot of people thought that this video was funny. A lot of people thought, and at first, you know, we all got our lives. We, you know, we kikied and laughed about it and stuff like that. But really this was kind of sad because this woman in this video, and I'm going to play the audio of it, she was really crying out for help. And and another thing that we got to talk about is mental illness in the black community. We have to because we we sweep it under the rug. We act like you know it's it's you know it's we act like it's all oh, you know they just crazy. We laugh it off. You know we don't want to go get get help when we need it. And I think that's one thing that we gonna have to get over as a people. But I'm gonna play this audio of this clip and see. I know you know what I'm talking about, right? about the woman that said yeah. the, the ex-prophet yeah. that gave her uh, testimony in the church. We're going to go to this clip real yeah. quick, and then we're going to back with the rest of our comments here. All right. My name is Tanya Massey, and I'm a backslider. Y'all pray for me. Um, Bible said the food, only the food makes the mind out of God. He's not to be played with. And food and heart says there's no God, but God is real. I come home drunk from school, laying up with men, 
I'm seeing prostitutes having oral sex in my mouth, licking these balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. See, I'm not messing with y'all tonight. Anyone else have a word from the Lord, a testimony of God's goodness? Baby, baby, baby. I said when I heard that, Lord Jesus, be a fence all around me every day, child. Woo. Everybody know everybody know me by my saying at work. You know, I'd be like, ooh wee, child. I was like, ooh wee. I said, I can't believe she came up in that church and said that. But, you know, we have to look at this on another level, too. And, by the way, we're going to go to our phone lines real quick. We have another caller, um, 317 Is this Aisha? No, this is Miss <clears throat> Johnson. Okay, Miss Johnson. All right. We're going to yes. thank you for calling in tonight. We, we, we want to just. I know we we got a lot to discuss. I mean, when we're dealing with the dysfunction that's going on in church, um, I just want to get you caught up with what's going on. We're talking about the young lady that gave her testimony in the church, um, the ex-prostitute. Did you see that viral video that was yes. on? Yes, And we had a really good discussion about uh, this. And after all the laughter and all that stuff, you know, everybody laughed about it, shared it, liked it on Facebook. There's a bigger mm-hmm. issue because when we analyzed the video, it was a lot of stuff going on I did not like. Now, right. uh, one thing we have to talk about in the black community, we have to address the issue. We, one thing we have to address is um, uh, just, just the whole um, sexual abuse, we have to talk about that. We have to talk about mental illness in our community because that's one thing that we just laugh it off. Um, we just we just we dismiss it as something that's that's not serious, and that's one thing we have to get over as a people. So, um, and, and my thing is another thing is is just how the church looks down on people that are coming up there trying to pour that heart out. And uh, and share their testimony. Now, now, see, I know uh, one thing that we discussed that bothered me is how the preacher reacted when the once the woman. I know it was really explicit, and and I and I don't you know, and I'm not blaming the preacher for not allowing her to continue because the thing about it is, is I know it's a lot of it could be younger people in the congregation, and it's just you know. It was kind of inappropriate, but it was his response after that. He just dismissed her like she was the dirt on the ground. He's sitting up here looking like a low-budget Phil. You you know Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air with that with that dang on bow tie on, and you seen how he started up that set with that microphone, and she was just looking around yeah. like, okay, that just really bothered me, and they didn't even try to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reach out to that woman and say, sister, let's just talk to you after service and get you some help. Because that woman needed some resources. She needed some help. And if the church is not there to help people that are in need, why are we even existing as a, I mean, why is the church even next? Like, you know what I'm saying? Is the church there just to collect your money? Is the church there just to, you know, 
for you just to pimp. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like another business, another financial institution where you get nothing out of. You 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 invest well, in something, but you get nothing out of. But that's that that's that is one of the major problems of the church. Uh, the a church is no longer a church. It is operated like a business, and that's what happens. Uh, the church is not about uh, winning souls to Christ. It's about the number of people that you have in occupancy at your church in your attendance. So when that happens, you you the the, the world enters in. So you bring all those worldly things in along with with that with with your increasing the numbers, and that is the biggest problem of the church prosperity and all these different things that the churches are are um, are preaching and teaching today. They are not preaching what thus saith the Lord. So anytime you deviate from that, you're going to open the door for anything. You're going to let anything in. But you're you're not thinking when you have that frame of mind, when you have that frame of mind, you're not thinking um, like you're not thinking about the church itself. You're thinking about your pocket. Mm -hmm. So and you're blindsided when it happened as far as the, the young lady that gave her testimony that when you have um when when God gives you knowledge and he gives you wisdom if you mm-hmm. don't use those things it goes to waste so the discernment when you're not in line with what Christ said and has set for you you the discernment you don't have that the discernment that is a gift from God that is not um uh Everybody is not equipped with that. So if, if they were, I just truly believe when you're in line, someone should have caught that before they even allowed her to go to the microphone. It's just something right. that it's about order. When you go to church, it's about order. That's I think that's what I'm saying in a nutshell. Right. And, and that's the thing now. You know, church has become a free-for-all. And we feel now in order to reach people, we feel like we have to pull all the antics, pull all the shadiness, all the foolishness that the world is pulling in order to, to pull these people in. And really, people are looking for something different. They're looking for something. Why deal with all this chaos chaos and, and hell and, and, and just deal with all this venom that's in the world and then have to go right into an institution where people are, I mean, they're expecting, you know, to find peace. Trying, you know, tranquility, they can't find that there. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times you're going to go to the church, you're going to get judged. You know, uh, you know, a lot of these churches, it's nothing more than um, a fashion show. It's a, it's a meet and greet. It's a hookup. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a wing and dings type of. You know, you you paying five dollars like you 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 paying um uh, like you got to go down there to uh. Subway and get a five dollar foot long because you might as well pay that five dollar for that five dollar foot long because that's all some of y'all going to church to find is that five dollar foot long. That's all some of y'all want. So my thing is, it's like you know we have to get refocused on what the church and what the what the mission of Christianity is all about. You see what I'm saying? So um, 
I just want to but get I y'all. I want to say something too, real quick. Um, uh-huh. You know, when I saw that clip, I was just really feeling for that woman because she went there for help. You know, she was crying out like you could tell because she was just crying her heart out. And she was not, you know, really embarrassed to even tell what her history was and where she came from. But to be turned away and, you know, to to not even be consoled, to not even be given any type of encouragement, you know, that that hurt her. And, you know, she right. felt that. And I know that she felt it because you could see that she was just left standing you there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So she was just left there like, okay, what, what do I do now? So we don't know if this woman is still alive today. We don't know if she turned around and went back to that life. We don't know because she was there seeking something and she didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what we have to, and you, and you know, we missed, we talked about this See, That could have been that mm-hmm. test. That could have been God testing it. Yes. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yes. And and, and they and they failed the test. They failed the test. Yep. Yes, they did. They failed the test. And I, yes, I just really feel like now I feel now these days people see that stuff like after after the laughs and stuff, you know, because people laughed about that and talked about it and stuff. When people actually think about that stuff and they think about well, wow, like, you know, if I'm gonna get judged like that when I go to the church, why why even be involved with? It? You see what I'm saying? Right. But, right. Yeah. But we also well, have to remember read. that uh-huh. we have to remember that Satan is real. The devil is real. Now we have to be uh we have to remember that everybody that walks into the church is not there to have church. Some people are there to be heard. And it's not about them being saved. Some again, people are, are in different places looking for love. You know, they they come to mm-hmm. and everybody's definition of love is different. So uh, so mm-hmm. until you understand what people's needs are, you know, and that's part of keeping the church in order. It, it should be in order at all times, and that means that sometimes you have to screen. Uh, circum- people in circumstances like that. You don't want to, but you have to. You know, and everybody was affected. The children, the the elderly, the the the, the members, the visitors. Everybody was affected by that. So you cannot just allow everything in your church up in your pulpit or in your. You just can't do it. You just have to be careful about that because the church is mm-hmm. our responsibility, and as members, we are the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go to some comments in the chat room real quick. Um, I hope y'all don't mind me mentioning your name. Um, Jessica, Jessica Moore, um, she said um, people won't even go down to the altar for prayer without feeling, feeling uh, judged. And people just if I can get the rest of this comment. Well, yeah, so in a nutshell, she was saying people can't even go to the altar without feeling like they're being judged. And that's so true. Um, you know, and then someone else, Vanessa Cochran says, I tried to go to church for healing, but unfortunately I have not felt it at church when you become embarrassed. 
And I'm telling you, y'all, this is what's really going on. These people are crying out for help. People can't even go to church. The church is supposed to be the hospital. Everybody feels like we go to church. Everybody has to be, you know, on point. Everybody has to be perfect to go to church. And people just feel like, why even go? Because I'm, I don't have it together. And, I, you know, it's just it's really sad. And I want to read another comment. Uh, my cousin sent something. Chan, she said, she was talking about, this is something else she was saying, what about the dope thing that busted up in the church singing to the choir beat, dancing, then turned around and left the church? It's just hard. Oh, yeah, I think you've seen that video, um, see, about that, that lady that came up in that church. She was in those other videos, the one with the uh, with the short hair. You you know what I'm talking about, Steve? Steve. Yes. Yes. You remember that video? I think Chan was referring to. That's another video that's out. Foolishness in the church about that. Remember that dope thing that came in the church and she was came in there yelling and screaming like she was screaming like she was singing that song, I Know I've Been Changed. You remember that? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's, it's a circus. The church is a circus. And, and the thing about it is, I hate to say this, y'all, but this is, and I'm not saying it don't happen to anybody else, but this is all taking place in the black church. Like, this is what we've been diminished to, a joke. It's, 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 we're the laughing stock of the world. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 and this is just what's going on at this point. Like, all these videos are coming out in 2018. Like, I, I, we, we got to wake up. Like, we have to come together as a community, and the church is just not what it used to be. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but it is what it is. So, um, Demario, okay, hey, what's up, Demario? Uh, King Giles, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a shout out real quick. Y'all go check out his YouTube channel um, on YouTube. He talks about a lot of this, these issues we're discussing. Um, King Giles, look it up on YouTube. I mean, he'll have you laughing, he'll have you crying. Y'all check him out. Um, he left a comment and says, "Well, you know how I feel. It's a lot of show and games." with the people's emotions. And that's what it is. They're playing on your emotionalism. Spirituality is just emotionalism, and they're playing on that. So uh, I want to move on really quick because I know we got still got a lot to cover. And I want to thank all the people that are in chat tonight because this is really engaging. I think I'm going to start doing the Facebook Live with the show, too, because we're getting a lot of people joining in and giving their um, their comments. Um, I want to go to another story real quick. Um, it's about we don't get to James Hall. I want to get to that in a minute because that's just that's going to be that's going to take most of the show. But I want to talk about this man, um, Robert Lee Harris. They said he was an elder at a church in Kansas City, and they this 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 story came out this week, and they said that. He ended up killing his wife, Tanisha Harris. And this story was just so sad. It was just really sad. And uh, come to find out, we've seen some pictures with him. And I know, uh, DeMario, I know you probably know. I don't know if you know this, but we've seen him 
associated with that one preacher. I guess it's, it's uh, Juanita Bynum's spiritual son or something like that, the ex-gay preacher that they had videotaped body slamming people in church. So we see where this is going. This is already some foolishness because we see who he's linked up with. But we have a, a news clip about this story, and I'm going to go play this news clip, and I'm going to come back with the rest of my commentary. As we wait to find out if more arrests are made in the child sex trafficking case involving three local pastors, we're taking a closer look tonight at the allegations against the most recent pastor arrested and charged. I'm Michelle Zapata has the latest details. This is video of Pastor Kenneth Butler being booked into the Lucas County Jail after being arrested. The pastor is seen being frisked and then removes his shoes and jewelry. This video captured after the FBI investigation gathered enough evidence to charge Butler with sex trafficking of a minor. Just one victim listed in the case, though court documents show there were several sexual encounters. The victim told the FBI that she would have sex with Butler inside his car and that once it even happened in an alley just off the Anthony Wayne Trail. Butler paid the teen for sex on most occasions according to court documents. Money the teen told the FBI she used to buy food for her siblings. A classic sex trafficking victim, according to Celia Williamson, director of the Human Trafficking and Social Justice Institute. It breaks my heart because we see that all too often. Very vulnerable kids who just need to meet their basic needs. And so when we see somebody trying to survive and having to be vulnerable to this type of exploitation, it's sad. Tonight, Michelle Zapata, WTOL 11. All right, we're back. I think I've, I've actually played the wrong clip. That's that's another one of the stories. I I'm a, I just went on here and let it play. But um, that's another issue that's going on in the churches as far as the sex trafficking is concerned. We're going to get to that in a minute. Um, but I'm going to get back to this story about this pastor or this elder that killed his uh, that killed his wife. And they were newlyweds. I don't think they were even married that long. But we'll get back to this other clip in a minute about the sex trafficking pastors, the preachers that were caught up in that. Um, let me pull up this article. I want to read an article to you about this, going more into detail. Uh, let's see. Bear with me for a second, y'all. All right. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not it. Okay, here we go. This is an article from um, the KansasCity.com News, and I'm waiting for this to load up. Link last night. Okay, here it goes. Um, you guys, are you guys able to hear me still? See. You guys still able to hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Wait for this pull up. Not going to work right now. My computer is real. Laptop is 
Hold on, I just bought this Google Chrome. So we're going to wait for that to pull up. But anyways, y'all, um, while we're waiting for that to pull up, um, what's going on here? All right. I don't know why my computer's freezing up now. Okay, here we go. Y'all bear with me for a quick second. While that's pulling up, I'm going to read some of the comments that we're getting. We're getting a lot of comments in here right now. Oh yeah, that's 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 true too. Um, did y'all did y'all hear about that that custom pastor Thaddeus Matt Matthew? Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. That. Yes. That is a hot mess dot com. Like, and then you know, this 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 is what I'm saying. Like, how can you as a man of God get to the point to where you're so comfortable, to where you can get online cussing people out, and then when people questioning your motives and asking you why are you a so-called man of God cussing and going off and going in on people, you call them all kind of, excuse my terminology, but calling them all kind of bitches and hoes and, and all this stuff. Like, really, is this what the church has come down to? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you think that just because you, you do something, uh, you help somebody out, that, that's supposed to dis, dismiss you conducting yourself like that. Like, you know, that's just, that that is a hot mess. Hey, Justin, um, one of my friends, Justin, just appeared online. Yeah, y'all y'all seen them videos, child, let me tell you. It's, it's, just, it's just a hot mess, y'all. Let me see if this article is pulled up yet. All right, we finally got it up. This article is from the Kansas City Star, and um, it's titled, Church family grieves the death of an associate minister, Tanisha Harris, husband um, arrested. Um, This was written by Tony Rizzo and Joe Roberts, and it came out on January 10th, and it reads as such. An Overland Park man was charged Wednesday with the killing of his wife, whose body was found in Cass County. Johnson County prosecutors charged Robert Lee Harris with premeditated first-degree murder in the death of Tanisha Harris. Overland Park Police said Tuesday that officers were called to the couple's apartment in the 8,000 block of Perry Street around 4 p.m. Monday for a domestic disturbance. So this all started with a domestic call for, you know, somebody called, and said that there was a domestic disturbance. So this is where it all stems from. Robert Harris was alone in the apartment, police said. But later Monday night, he called the police back to the apartment and told them his wife was missing. Officers became suspicious of what he told them, and he then allegedly admitted that he had a role in her disappearance, according to the police. The body of Tanisha Harris, who was 38 years old, was found Tuesday morning in Cass County 
and her 30-year-old husband was booked into Johnson County Detention Center. Court documents, Misha Harris died. So they didn't really go into details. Um, they said that he is scheduled to make his initial appearance in Johnson County District Court Thursday afternoon, which was today. His bond was set at $1 million. The couple um, were married in July 2016 and were active in the repairs Kansas City Church where Robert Harris was an elder and his wife was a minister. So this is what's going on. And um, this article didn't really get into details. They said that, um, if I'm not mistaken, from what I've heard from other sources, that uh, they found her body dismembered and I guess they found her pieces of body, like her body in several locations and stuff like that. And this is my thing. Like, that's why we have to really be careful about uh, idolizing these people in the church and putting them on pedestals like they're gods. Because who would have ever thought that this was taking place behind closed doors? And trust and believe, this was not just something that just escalated. You know, this probably was building up over a period of time, and they were putting up you know, appearances and putting up a front in front of everybody. But this goes to show you, like, there is some – this for this guy to do this, he had to be straight-up demonic. Like, that's just that's just how it is. And this woman lost her life. And uh, like I said, he was associated with Juanita Bynum's spiritual son, the one that's supposedly the ex-gay pastor, and that's what I'm saying – all these people ex this and ex that, and y'all still doing the same old thing. Y'all y'all peeping and hiding and, and, and tipping and dipping and sipping and sampling. I'm telling y'all, y'all better know who y'all marrying, who you getting in these relationships with, and you better know who you sitting up under in these churches because these people will lead you straight to hell. They really will. And I just I just really feel sorry for this young lady because. You know, her life was cut short. She was only 38 years old. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's just it's just a really sad situation. So, Steve, uh, what do you feel about this situation? Well, you have a pastor that put up a front and appeared to be one way but had so much hate, hatred in his heart for his wife that he killed her. There could not have been any love in his heart for her because to think about wanting to cause harm and, and even surpass that and wanting to kill someone, love was never there. But you're in a church preaching what thus says the Lord you are preaching to people, and you are anticipating the death of your wife. See, that right there shows that these pastors or this pastor was not there to teach the people, was not there to be a shepherd to the sheep. He was there to get rich. He was there to get money in his pocket, he was there for status, he was there to gain a name for himself, you know, and it's just so unfortunate that a young life was lost 
at the hand of someone that was that evil. And then to just cut her body up and to place it all over different places like that. And you have someone in the pulpit like that, that, oh, my, see, mm. now that right there is just so, so uncalled for. But it's so true when it, that that saying is so true that you truly don't know a person. You truly don't know what a person is capable of. Of and I'm pretty sure that his wife loved him and adored him, but to just mm-hmm. have that much hatred and you're in the pulpit too, that that right there is just a conflict. Now let me tell you something, and let me get your opinion of this as a woman. Do you feel mm-hmm. that these days, just because somebody goes to church, like do you think these Negroes and these let me, let me tone it down. Let me back up because I, I was about to go full throttle. Let me back off. I mean, maybe a little professional tonight. Mm-hmm. Do you think these young gentlemen in these churches can be trusted? That's because somebody goes to church and you think that that's because somebody goes to church, that's the ideal place to find somebody. Like, do you still need to trust? Because there's a lot of stuff going on in these churches to where these men are living double lives. They are claiming to be one thing and they're not. They're claiming to be straight, but they're not. Um, we see this in the church all the time, people tipping and dipping, like Andrew Caldwell said, slipping and sliding, peeking and hiding. Mm-hmm. Do you think that just because someone goes to church, does that make them the ideal mate? No, because it has always been said for years and years that you go to church, you'll find a good man. Now, I know that you're asking, you know, like as far as a woman's standpoint. Now, years ago, you would think that, you know, because things like what is sitting now really wasn't as prevalent um, back then. So, but now you have it to where, you know, you are at church and you see a man, but you don't know. And I'm going to say this and vice versa too. But as far as a woman's standpoint, you see a man, you think that he's the finest thing in the world. You think that because he's dressed nice, he has a nice haircut, um, and he has a nice suit on and some shoes, and you know, smells good and he looks good and trimmed up good. You know that he is the ideal man, but Deep down inside, you really don't know what this person is capable of. So, therefore, I think that it's very important to, um, you know, like if there's an interest there and the feeling is mutual, I think that getting to know this person. Now, I know that, you know, you may not know everything about this person, but just investing time, getting to know the person for some years, at least you'll see what you're working with if things like, if it moves on to that level. But I'm saying, but just to jump off into something based on what you see is not a good idea because you may be jumping off a helter skelter or a chucky or something, or something like that. You know what I mean? Because, like, you go out on a date and you never see your family again. You know what I mean? So things like that happen. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'd like to comment about uh, 
uh, people in the churches, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go ahead. The, the church, the church allows today. We're talking about today allows um, mm-hmm. this type of behavior. See, in years past, when I was growing up, I came up in the church. Ever since I can remember, mm-hmm. I was three, four, five. I was. I've never been away from church. But uh, and I had a church home, but I also got had the privilege of traveling with my grandmother that was an evangelist, and we went once a month to different churches, even in different states. And um, then they, the churches did not tolerate that type of behavior. But today, mm. it, because churches are ran as a business, certain things has to happen in order for. Uh, someone to be let go when they're when they're in the church and they're on the church's payroll. So it's not like these movies you see where uh, you know you uh, uh, you go in and fire somebody uh, within the church. There is a process that you have to go through, and that's one thing that pe- some people don't understand today about the church. That's why it's difficult to get things done. And and when you have now you have to remember too. Satan knows more about scripture than the average Christian, the average safe person. Oh, yeah. He he oh, yeah. knows. And what we've done was we, we've allowed Satan into the church. So when we say that you're allowing the world or bringing the world into the church, we're really talking about things that are not, not of God. Anything that is not of God is of Satan. So that's why we have to we have to be careful. So we have to get our churches back. That's what we you, until mm-hmm. you until you get the churches back. The church is too weak to help its community. That's why it's still uh, in turmoil. That's why it's still as bad as it is. And it's not about going back the old way. You know, you hear people uh, say that from time to time, but it's about church being a church. And today, churches are they just don't behave that way. And so, uh, and I, and I, again, I will say this until I turn blue in the face: the churches will remain in the state that they're in today, the state of chaos. It will stay that way until they learn that you cannot allow the world into your church, and that's not a bad thing. It's not mean. It's not bad. When I say that, that just means that you have to have structure there and order in the right. church. That's all I mean. I don't mean anything else by that. You just have you bring order back, and you will gain the the church will gain the respect that it rightfully deserves. Now, Miss Tasha, I, speaking of order in the church, because y'all, I got mm-hmm. if, if you don't mind telling, you don't have to tell the story if you don't want to. But can you tell the when we talk about order in the church? Because I know exactly what you mean. Because this. What can you tell these people about the church you went to and them people sitting up in that church eating chicken in the sanctuary and eating biscuits and, and, and mashed potatoes? <laughs> because that that ties into right. what you're saying. Like, yeah, because that that's just crazy. People feel like they can. Well, we went to visit a church. Yeah, we went to visit a church. You know, and uh, went to she was singing. My daughter was singing. So. Um, I was in the very last pew before you exit the building, you know, to go out the door. And so I kept smelling something. I told my daughter, I said, girl, I said, what's that? I said, I'm smelling something. We looked back right behind. It's buckets of chicken. 
behind the the pew where we were because it was a small church. So just a few moments after that, here a child come, ran over there and got, now this is doing service now, grabs the chicken leg and eating the chicken leg, running them down the aisle way, eating his chicken leg. See, that's the kind of foolishness I'm talking about. And I told my daughter, I said, girl, what the world? You know what? I I almost forgot that I was just a visitor. And I almost regressed back to those old days, baby, wanted to snatch that child up. I said, that ain't my child. So I had to regain consciousness. That's Mm. what I'm talking about when I say out of order. When the church is Mm. out of order, that type of behavior comes in and is accepted when it shouldn't be. But you know why people accept it, though? Because they want those warm bodies in those pews. That's what they want, and they will accept anything. Mm -hmm. Now, and if I can leave you with this, my grandmother always taught me, you never compromise the word of God for anybody or anything. Never. You never do it in this life. Because, see, when you do, you lose the face of God. You lose love, really, when you do that. So, but I just I thank you for letting me share that, and thank you for bringing that up. So that's the type of, when I say order, that's what I mean. Certain things should not be tolerated within the church, and it's not being mean or not liking certain groups or anything like that. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that if it's not according to Scripture, it is not so. It's not so. Thank you. And just like, yeah, and that, and that, and see, did you see that video I put, that, that viral video of them, them people dancing? That video got like six mil, six or seven million video, I mean, views on that video. Yes. Where they was in the church dancing like that. Could you, like, they were dancing. It was like, what was this? Um, Nicki Minaj? It was Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all that stuff, and that dude, the dude that was reading it off, he he was getting it more than the, the females were. And then the girl, she thought she yes, was Beyonce was. with that long yes, weed coming down that aisle. That you couldn't tell her nothing. You you could you you yes. could not tell them nothing. And like they was there. I, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna give them props. They were actually pretty good, but they should have been on one of them shows. Like so, you think you can dance or something? Because let me tell yes. you, they. Yeah, that that was they didn't them songs had nothing to do with God. Like I just couldn't believe that they did that. That was crazy. Yes. I was just really dumb oh, for about know. that because um <clears throat> you know, when you think of dancing like that in church, you know, it's praise dance, you give them praises and um to the Lord with the dance. Then they were in there pop locking and dropping and uh just Everything you can think of they were in there doing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, you have a misconception of what praise dance is. So really, you know, that that was not a talent show, you know, because nothing like that was even specified when they were talking about that. It was they they were in there putting on a show, you know, mm-hmm. like they were about to be judged or, you know, like they were about to get a trophy or something like that. And I'm like, you know, that that right there was just uncalled for. And the pastor of that church to condone that is wrong. See, that pastor should have said something right then because now I know, Mm -hmm. you know, 
because I know that the pastor is not over services like that. Usually you have someone in a position that is normally over certain services that actually go on in the church. So the pastor should have said something, you know, but just to let it go on like that, that and then the music that's being played. Uh-uh, no, that that was unacceptable. And 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 this is this is something else, man. Like they was really dancing, man. They was getting it in, like they was really Yeah. You know them you know them ghetto ass, you know them uh uh Circle City classics, they don't step off. <laughs> the, you yes. know, you know they, they be doing them step shows and stuff and then it'll kinda of remind you yes. of them uh you know one of them ghetto ass uh talent shows that you would have in, in high school, like an IPS or like a yes. public school <laughs> competition. <laughs> Baby, they wore me out. They wore me out, y'all. They wore me out. I'm telling you. Yes. They. I mean, but I tell you, that queen that was up in the front, that he was a queen. Had them tight pants on. Yes. He had them tight white pants on. He was trying to be seen. He was trying to be seen. Mm-hmm. I'm telling y'all what it was. Sure was. I mean, y'all need to go sure find that video. I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna try to post that video back up because I'm telling you. I I watched that video. I I was trying to just break this down in my head, and then the girl that was taping the uh, video, she was recording it. Why they show her phone oh. running out of battery? It sure did. Yes, it did. And I mean, the whole screen went black for a minute, and then the battery charge thing went on, and then her screensavers and all the kind of stuff popped up. I'm like, look, if you are going to record something like that to put it out there. Make sure that your phone is charged. Make sure that your SIM card, if you have one, is right. I'm, you know, ooh. Mm-mm. That was a hot mess. And this, and this, this is something that we don't get to James Hall in a minute. I got to get to this before, because I know you got to get off there soon. Um, yes. Issue with praise dance in the church in general. Praise dance in the church. Lord have mercy. Like y'all wearing these dresses, and, and some of the some of the these praise dances. I mean, like, come on now, y'all got to do better with these. And and then you wonder mm-hmm. why you got these creeps creeps in the church looking at your daughter. These kids, y'all got to do better. Like, I don't know, girl. I don't want to get into that because these these praise dances. Like, yeah, come on now, y'all wearing these tight dresses. Y'all, I mean, yes. y'all might yes. want to go up to doing Sunset Strip and dance on the pole. I'm not trying to be funny, Lord. I'm not <laughs> trying to be funny, but this this foolishness got to stop, y'all. Like praise dance. Now what? No, I, I just no, I can't do it. Like that. That's crazy. I have even seen. Yes, and I actually I have seen at a church service where. Um, where a female was praise dancing and she had on like a short skirt, like with a um, like a real big top, and you could see her underwear. Now she was doing flips, back back flips. She was doing back flips and stuff with her no, praise. She wasn't dance. doing no black back flip. No, see, she was, she was doing. doing <laughs> she was doing. Yes, she was. 
She was on backflips, and when she was on them backflips, you were able to see her underwear when she was backflipping. Now, I said. Was she, yeah, go ahead. Now, <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind is, okay, if that is what was in your heart to do a backflip to the Lord, <laughs> then okay, fine. But to not have oh. on appropriate attire when you know that you're that you were going to be in a certain position when you're doing this dance, why not have on pants? Why not have on shorts? Something. But we see your yes. underwear when you're back. No, see, Mm-mm. just wrong. Just wrong, Seneca. And this is my thing. You know, I bet she oh, was yeah. in the oh, back. Yeah. She looked like one of those stunt. She looked like one of those stunt devils on Martin back in the day. <laughs> you know, when Dragon Ball, when Dragon Ball Jones used to get beat up, and they had that. Yeah, I can't, y'all. I can't, y'all. I can't. Now, see, at our church, this is Miss Johnson. We don't have praise dancing at our church. Now, and, and, and let me tell you why. The reason why we don't is because praise dancing is not scripture. If, mm-hmm. Now, if there's a program, you know, if we're having a program and then they bring praise dancing, that's okay. But during worship service, during service, it is about fellowshipping with the Lord. It's about giving him praise. It's about. It's not about watching somebody gyrate across your church. And if churches want that, then, I mean, so be it. But that's, we. I'm, I thank God, thank you, Jesus, we don't have that in our church. It's about, we oh, are yeah. a Bible-teaching church, a Bible-teaching mm-hmm. church. We teach scripture. We don't take anything from it, and we don't try to add anything to it. And so that is, you know, it, it's, um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And that was my prayer uh, growing up in the church, I've only had two church homes in my life, and I've been in, like I said before, been in church all my life. And I, I don't, we don't try to force it down people's throats and all that. But see, that is how you eliminate a lot of that worldly stuff. That is how you keep order in your church. It will uh, eliminate and drive away those people that have the desire to want to go to a church that has all those extracurricular activities during church service. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and I don't want to go to church and sit there and, and eat McDonald's. I'll stop at McDonald's on my way to church. I don't even eat McDonald's. But if I did, I would stop there on my way to church. See, that's what I'm saying. The focus is has been taken away from your actual mm-hmm. serving, your service to the Lord. The focus is no longer that. The focus is yep. that I made it to church this Sunday, and boy, it was good. Boy, were they pre- what were they talking about? You don't even remember half of what they said because it wasn't anything relevant. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, you know, you have to be right. And it's, it's race, you have to teach your children that. And I heard you and C saying a little earlier about, uh, you know, the parents' responsibility. And, and, and my God, guess it is. It is the parents' responsibility, and parents send their children out there because they don't have to go. 
stay. They right. fit, they don't have to go. They don't have to be, and they don't want to be with them. They want somewhere, you know, where they think their children are halfway safe. But, you know, that has nothing to do with the other behaviors that your children are going to learn. If you sent your child and they weren't that way originally, initially, they're going to pick up some of that stuff along the way. So we have to be careful as parents, the environments that we let our children go into. Right. Right. It's just crazy, y'all. I want to get to this story real quick. And um, this is, I got a couple more stories real quick, and then I'm going to let y'all um, go. But I really got to get to this tonight because this is what's really going on in the church. And when we talk about any and everything, it's a free-for-all in the church. This is what's going on. Um, this, this, this is from Obnoxious TV's blog, um, William McCray's blog. For y'all that don't know who he is, he, 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 he sheds the light on what's going on in these churches. Like, you know, um, he gives y'all the tea in the church. He, he gives y'all that tea, them tea and crumpets that y'all be y'all, y'all looking for in the church because there's a lot of stuff going on um, in the gospel music industry today, a lot of stuff going on with these gospel music artists. And um, I want to talk about this. Me and you talked about this thing. Um, I told you about this article. And you have some tea about it too. Now I don't know if you want to share it on air. If you don't, that's fine. But this is uh, about the gospel recording artist Diane Williams. Y'all know who she is. She's the lead singer of the famous choir, The Warriors, um, and she sings that song Jesus Will Work It Out. Now she was accused of sexually assaulting a female record executive. Now this story uh, was posted on Obnoxious TV blog, December 24, 2017. Now, uh, I'm going to read y'all this article, and we're going to go in after this. Now, um, it starts off saying, everything is going down but the word of God. Well, this is sure to knock your socks off. Seems like we've hit, seems like that we have hit with so many sexual Allegations that is absolutely unreal. Some of the most respected journalists, movie executives, politicians, and even the president. It was just a matter of time for the scandal to hit the church, and now it has. However, no one was expecting the first major sexual assault allegation to have been a lesbian behavior. But that is just what has happened. Father Hayes led singer Diane Williams. Um, Father Hayes, lead singer Diane Williams, is being accused of being a dyke by Lisa Willis. Now, um, she's been known to rock the house as the ad lib queen, and climbing pews uh, might have been living a double life behind closed doors that we would have never speculated. Here's the details of this shocking story. If you followed gospel music over the last 30 years or so, you probably heard a gospel song entitled Jesus Can Work It Out, recording it, recorded originally in 1980 by the date, I can't read tonight, sorry, y'all, the late Dr. Charles G. Hayes in the Cosmopolitan Warriors, based out of Chicago, Illinois. Even if you don't necessarily follow that genre of music, you've probably heard the remix of that song 
played in regular rotation in the early 2000s on one of your local R&B stations in your city. Now, also they played that song. They did a mix of it um, when they were advertising the Google Chrome book over the holidays. I just want to throw that in. If that somehow got past you, you probably was watching ESPN recently and heard it used as a theme song for one of the network sports shows. Sadly enough, the song um, anointed lead vocalist Diane Williams is being accused of sexually assaulting another female by the name of Lisa Willis, a former executive vice president of ICEE Records, which is no longer existing. According to Lisa, she was traveling with the late Dr. Charles G. Hayes and Cosmopolitan Warriors Choir on a promotional tour, and Diane Williams somehow entered her hotel room uninvited and sexually assaulted her while she was taking a shower. Lisa said Diane got naked, jumped in the shower after her, groped her vaginal area while saying to her, don't fight it. After a brief struggle, Diane reluctantly exited the shower. Um, Lisa said she was afraid and deeply shaken by the incident. Lisa said she had no idea that Diane was a lesbian capable of bodily bodily harm and boldly imposing herself on someone like that, especially given her prominence as the lead singer of such a classic and inspirational song. Lisa's account of the incident was corroborated by another member of the famous choir who wanted to remain anonymous. That person told obnoxious media that Diane and other lesbians in that choir have been blatantly blatantly promiscuous for years. They also shared the Cosmopolitan House of Prayer Church located on the Chicago South Side uh, and has been a refuge for gays and lesbians for many decades, and it's not a big deal for someone to be imposed upon, especially while traveling the road. Despite it being a crime in the eyes of the law, it was totally acceptable in that church environment. Um, so pretty much that's the gist of, and right now, this, these, and let me get this, let me just say this, I'm, this is just according to this blog, these are all allegations at this point. But this is what I'm talking about um, today. We are living in a time where everybody's being accused, and we have this whole Me Too movement right now. And, you know, everybody just feeling like they can come out of the woodwork and say that X, Y, and Z, this person did X, Y, and Z to me, this person assaulted me. And I'm starting to look at these cases with a side eye, some of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, this story is so far-fetched, I don't even know if I believe this not or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's some evil, vindictive people in the world that will ruin your, that, that will ruin your shine. And to me, mm-hmm. I, just, mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions about this case because, for one, like, when did this take place? Because the reason why I'm asking this is because Diane Williams, anybody that knows her, because she comes to Indianapolis, uh, she she comes here regularly, like probably once a year, probably, and she has not been in the best of health 
for years. So I want to know when did this take place because, like, I can't I can't even imagine her. You know, she can barely even walk sometimes. Like, so how did she sneak in this person's hotel room and jump in the shower with them and did all this stuff? Like, it, it just it just does not seem right. Now, don't get me wrong. You really don't know anybody. You don't know what anybody's capable of. But sometimes I just call bull crap. Like, and my thing is, this other person, you so bold to corroborate a, corroborate a story, but you don't even want to put your name out there. Now, if you were so bold about it, you know what I'm saying, and you and you were bold enough to uh, give your account to it and you, and you felt that this was wrong, you should have been bold enough to give your name. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, these people want to make these claims, but you don't want to put your face and your, your name out there. Like, that's, that's what's really right. kind of, like, getting right. side eye about this story. Like, mm-hmm. so, so what do y'all think about this? Well, you know, um, when it comes to something like this, she has, you know, like it's been known in a lot of cases, you know, that a person comes uh, to surface with something like this if they are, wanting attention or if they're needing funds or whatever the case may be. Um, The issue that I'm having with this is, and you're absolutely right, you know, when she does come here, you're able to see the conditioning she is in because I've seen her several times while she's been here, and you're absolutely right. She is not in the best of health. So if this is something that did transform, one one thing that does need to be stated is when, you know, because um, I honestly cannot picture her doing anything like this in the type of health that she's in now. And the question that I'm having yeah. is, is why is this woman all of a sudden trying to come forward now? Why is she coming yeah. forward? What is her motive for doing that? Is she upset because she didn't get her way with, you know, something that she asked for? Um, is it that she sees that um, this this song has been played for Google and all this other stuff, and so she sees that there's more yeah. money that's being dished out to her? Right. So she sees that she's done coming to some money, um, you know, with a huge corporation, so now are you just wanting money from her? So what is your purpose for doing this? And that's the question that I have. What is your purpose? And then check this out, see. Notice they said that she was a record executive of uh, this record company that's no longer in in business. So this woman's probably trying to come up. She ain't got no money. She broke, busted, and disgusted. And like you said, mm-hmm. she done, she you see Miss Diane Williams probably getting them royalties. She's getting them checks. She getting them yeah. golden checks. She's seeing that this woman's coming up. So now all of a sudden you want to come up with this story. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Something ain't right. God don't like us. And you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I hope this if this woman's lying. I hope she's exposed mm-hmm. and somebody can come after her legally. And I'm gonna tell you what's on what will stop this stuff. All these people with these fake, phony allegations, if the law would, there was a provision in the law that allowed people to go back after these people after they slandered your name and for you mm-hmm. not only to uh, be able to sue them civilly but, like, criminally because, like, yes. this should be against the law. For, because a yes. lot of times 
Like yeah. we've been saying this lately about some of these stories that are coming out on these people with these allegations, like you know, mm-hmm. um, in Hollywood, and it's ruining people's uh, livelihood. And even after they get yeah. cleared, even this has happened in just the regular everyday everyday people. People have lied and said that they were raped by X, Y, and Z, they, by this person, and you know, and that person, and come to find out the person was lying. And okay, even if this person was vindicated, they were um, released out of prison. You know, they were proven innocent. That's not going to replace all the the damage that was done. You see what I'm saying? Right. So we really have to take a serious look at what's going on with this quote unquote Me Too movement, where everybody's coming out of the woodwork saying that this, you know, that. This person, that person, Sally Sue, Billy Jean, Billy Joe, the pastor, the milkman, the the post, the postman, this, that, everybody in their mom. Like you know, everybody want to yeah. say that that yeah. they were assaulted or abused. Like, where mm-hmm. does it stop? This is almost like the Salem witch witch trials. You see what I'm saying? It's yes. just disgusting. Yeah. And you take away yes. from people that are actually being abused when you do that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You are so right about that. But I do want to say this because I do have to leave. But um, you know, now there's a third party in there because now um, the brother of the person that was accusing her is getting on here and is calling her a dyke. You know, yeah. so you know, so so now he is up in this too. So my question is. You know, why is it that you have the brother coming up in here? How come the attorney could not be the spokesperson, but you got the brother being the spokesperson for her? So does he need money too? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just yeah. you know, it's, it's just a lot of questions. But now, you know, if it's going to be deemed that it's not true, you know, and um, and she's cleared of all of these um charges that they're trying to pin against her, then they have to be extremely careful because if she wants to turn around and, you know, take um, action against him, they're really going to be in for a rude awakening. They really are. But, um, yeah, but I do want to say that I had a wonderful time on the show, and just please let me know of the next one that you do, okay? Yeah, because we're going to continue this conversation. I didn't get to all my topics. I want to get to okay. James Harden. We'll talk about that next show because that's going to take a whole show. And my thing is I don't <laughs> think this story is going to get old because it's going to – yeah, because this man, this church, I mean, these people, man, spending money on sexual rendezvous. This man had this dude, this gospel music artist that had this preacher move all the way to New York to leave his wife and family, and he done – Infected this dude with syphilis and and, and and all this stuff, and pretty much when he confronted him about it, you know, come to find out he was cheating with all these people, and he told him, "Oh well, that's the risk you take." So that's just yeah, we gonna get into that next week because I really want to break down these court documents because it's messy. This is a messy situation, so we're gonna do a part two, um, probably in a couple of weeks because I'm getting ready to do our 100th um, show anniversary. So um, we're going to be planning that, but I'm going to get back on this story because this is going to be a part two to this. So 
I really want to thank you for coming on tonight. As always, we had a good time chatting, chopping it up. I like the idea of the Facebook Live with the show, so we're going to continue to do that because we've been getting a lot of engagement tonight, people leaving comments. Like, it's, it's off the chain. Like, I really want to thank everybody for coming through tonight. And um, I just want to thank, thank the callers and everybody for coming in tonight. So, um, once again, this is the Urban Wire brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers where we shine a light on issues impacting the urban community. Um, unless somebody wants to call in real quick, we're going to wrap this up in a couple minutes. Um, the call-in number is 646 915 8200 And thanks, Steve, for calling in again, um, and we'll talk to you next time. But I'm going to wait for a couple more minutes and see if anybody wants to call in because we've had a lot of good discussion tonight um, about what's going on. I'm going to go look in the comments because I know there's a lot of people that had stuff to say while we were talking. Um, let's see. I'm going to go back up in these comments real quick. Um, Miss Aisha, my cousin, she she left a comment about the whole entire um, Diane Williams situation. She said, Lord, Lord have mercy, the girls too, but not shocked because the lesbian, lesbians can groom girls just as well, but it's overlooked. And that's true. And that's very true. We look, we think of it as a male chauvinistic thing. We think of it as a male only thing, but sexual abuse and uh, sexual misconduct can go both ways. It, it can be male uh, female, you know what I'm saying? And it kind of brings back the whole discussion of people being forced into doing things they don't want to do, like the situation with Nelly. I know y'all seen that video with that trans woman that called herself, forcing herself upon Nelly, giving giving him a kiss, and, every, and now, now they want to yell uh, transphobia because he didn't want to be kissed by her. That's his preference. Like, he was very respectful to her. He was in a dialogue where obviously he didn't have anything against trans women because he wouldn't even been on the show. But just because she got offended because he didn't want to be kissed by her, like, that makes you no different than the average, you know, sexual predator, like, out here that is forcing their stuff on people. Like, if you can't make nobody be into you if they don't want to be into you. That's just what it is. Like, and we have to just get out of this this whole thing, like, you know, it's just a lot of hypocrisy in the gay community sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, you know, um, I don't have, I, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got nothing against, I, I can't be against the gay community, obviously. But my thing is, I'm going to call bullshit when I see it. Like, y'all are some hypocrites. You know what I'm saying? You sit up here and want society to accept you. And the same people that sit up here yelling homophobia and transphobia, Y'all sit up here and, and discriminate and, and have biases against people in your own community. Like, y'all, you don't want to sleep with the black man. You don't want to have anything to do with Asians. You don't want to have anything to do with this person because they're bare, they're a chub, they're positive, this HIV positive, this, that, and the other. So y'all have y'all preferences too. So it's it's, a, it's hip, hypocritical, you know what I'm saying? So how do you want to sit up here and get mad at him? You know what I'm saying? I'm all for him. I, 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 I'm I in support of uh, Genuine. I'm, I said Nelly earlier. Oh, my God. 
I met Genuine, y'all. Um, so y'all tell me what y'all think. I'm getting a lot of thumbs up on this, so a lot of y'all obviously must agree with this because that really kind of got under my skin. Like, you know, don't stuff it. Girl, and, and, and judging by the way they look, I would be running the other way too. Y'all, y'all look like some doing clowns in makeup. Now, come on now, if y'all gonna be transgender, if y'all gonna do it, do it right now. Do it right. If you're gonna be passable, get get your game up, step your game up. Like you can't sit up there and act like you like somebody gonna be attracted to that and you look like a darn fool. You looking like Boo Boo the fool now. Like what's 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 just let's just be real. Yeah, that's right. And now if he would have he would have punched her in the face, now they would have been labeled yeah, he would have been labeled as homophobic and abuser and everything else. Like seriously. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make sure I haven't missed any comments before we get off of here. Because I'm surprised you didn't call in tonight. Seen Carmen. Let me see who else joined the room. Paul. I'm just giving a shout out to everybody tonight. Robin. Let's see who else is in here. EJ. My girl Jessica. I used to work with her. She she came through tonight. I want to appreciate her. And of course, my cousin Chan, she came through. All right. Yeah, that's why he he did have a right to defend himself. Mhm. Let me see what else is there to talk about because I know I had a couple more um, topics I want to talk about and get to. We're gonna get to James Hall next week because we're gonna have to do a whole show about that. That's that's just what it is, like. Yeah. For for those of you that don't know who James Hall is, a lot of you guys in the gospel music community and maybe in the church community know who he is because he's wrote, written a lot of hit songs throughout the years um, that people still sing in churches all over this country, you know. Uh, but there was just a scandal with uh, this guy that he led this guy on and made the guy leave his wife and his family and stuff to come be in a relationship with James Hall. And it it was just crazy how he did this man. We're gonna get on that next week so I still have the I have the uh three articles I want to get on about this. We gotta know about these churches we attending, y'all. We 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 really got to know because it's all kind of stuff going on in these churches. These people are taking your tithe money and they just living these extravagant lives. They doing all kind of things with the church money, and y'all not even you don't even have enough discernment to uh, 
realize what's going on. Like you just you just don't know. You're blind. Like you really are blind. So we we got to get on that next week, y'all, because this 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 is not this is not the end of this topic. Let me see what else is going on real quick, y'all. I think I'm on winding down. Um, we're gonna get off here once again. Check us out at www.blogtalkradio.com/ucosw. Um, we're going to our podcast is now on iTunes. It's on Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. So you can you can go to all those platforms and look up UCOFW, or look up uh, search under the Urban Wire. So that's how you can find our podcast. And also, um, we're going to be gearing up for our hundredth show anniversary. I don't know what I got planned yet, so I'm going to probably take a little break, y'all. So I got to try to plan something nice. I might do just the best of. I don't know yet, so we're gearing up for that. I might have to try to get, book a special guest to come on. I don't know, I don't know about that, but I might just uh, what I might do, because I really want to get back on this topic, because we're not done yet, and I, and I really and, and, and based upon the engagement we've had tonight, um, a lot of people are feeling this topic because there's been a lot of people hurt in the church. A lot of people have been been taken advantage of in the church, and we just need to talk about it. We 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 definitely need to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm just gonna wrap up tonight. Trying, I'm hoping I ain't forgetting nothing. I'm gonna go to the lines real quick and see if anybody else is on there. I think that's it. Check the comments one more time. One more in. Cause you talking about talked about Clay. What you, what what about Clay? You talking about Pastor Clay here in Indianapolis? Cause you you just need to call in. Six four six nine one five eighty two hundred. Because I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay, you said you multitask. We might just have to just say this for us the next time because I don't I haven't heard anything about Pastor Clay. I do want to talk about that church though, about that pastor that they're doing live recording. They were sitting up there trying to hustle people out of twenty thousand dollars and trying to make people feel like they ain't nothing, like twenty thousand dollars wasn't nothing. Now that's some bull crap there. And no shade towards anybody, because I, I love all my gospel music artists in this city, but y'all going to have to quit doing these uh, live recordings where y'all doing these free will offers. You ain't got your finances together. You don't need to be doing no project. Y'all need to get out there, hustle, do some concerts, sell some chicken and fish dinners, or do whatever you got to do. Anybody coming to no concert to be sitting in there for no hours, 
listen to no preacher guilt trip you to give five hundred to a thousand dollars, and then gonna get mad and tell people, well, you spend five hundred dollars on the good weed. Well, if some people want to spend five hundred dollars on the weed, they can do that. If they want to spend five hundred dollars on the good weed, they can do that. That's they month. Some bull crap there now. I don't come for all that. Now I'm gonna support, but don't sit up here and and. and if the people gonna give, they gonna give. If not, they not gonna give. You know, so we we gotta get out of that begging stuff, y'all. I went to two live recordings this year, and the same pastor was there begging and bumming, and people was getting real antsy, and they was getting real, you know kind of annoyed with this pastor bragging. And this is what I'm saying is y'all sit up here giving y'all money to these people, these preachers, and, and to these churches, and, and they flashing in front, in front of y'all. And some of y'all don't even have enough money to go uh, to the gas station, put gas in your car to get back and forth to work. That's what I'm saying. And I don't care, and I don't care how y'all feel about it, because I'm speaking for the people that ain't gonna say nothing. Because one thing about these people in this church community, the religious community, y'all don't y'all don't put the fear of God in me. Y'all don't y'all don't scare me because y'all don't do nothing for me. I'm not slave, I'm not I'm not bound by by quote unquote religion. I got I got my own relationship with God. So I'm not gonna be scared or intimidated or uh, worried about calling out foolishness. You say what you will, I don't care. That's that's the problem now. I said y'all y'all sit up in these churches and allow these these pastors and everybody else these people to manipulate y'all. And um, okay, you calling in? Okay, all right. I'm here now. Oh, we gonna go to the okay. You here? Okay, okay. You got got in right on time. We got 11 minutes left on the live show, but we are gonna still be streaming on Facebook. Okay. So what's going on? Okay, so this is just my opinion. This is just what I perceive has happened. So Clay went up for council president a few weeks ago. Well, Mm -hmm. mysteriously, as he was going forward to become council president, a story that's about six years old resurfaced of a young man that's about 30 years old now. And he had an allegation about five or six years ago against him that mm. Clay had Clay had so supposedly done you know assaulted him when he was younger. Well, the the court did what they do best. They you know scanned the case or whatever it was, and they found the boy's claim to be unwarranted. There was never any charges brought against Clay. So this story was supposedly dead and in the water. This young man now resides in Atlanta, Georgia. He's 30 years old. And mysteriously, he felt persuaded to come forth to let the city of Indianapolis know who was possibly about to be their uh, new council president. Mm-hmm. Now... My opinion is because there is some there is some static between 
him and the, I call him the No Point Coalition, but that's just my terminology for him. Um, we hashtag shame. So there's some there's some friction going on between there, and I find it funny that Clay's been on the council now for a while, and this story never surfaced. Now that he was going to become council president and became council president, this young man now resurfaces. I feel like somebody mm-hmm. went and does that does them bones up. And try to smear whatever image there is out there of Clay. I don't personally know the man, you know what I'm saying? So I can't right. make a judgment call. But I believe that that story right. was intentionally leaked or intentionally put out there to defame that man. So let me ask you this. So what? what's the story then? Like, if he's already been found innocent in the court of law, what what's what's the story? I, I don't understand. There was, there was really no point. There was no point of this young man coming forward again. There was none. I believe that he was manipulated or he was persuaded or he was paid to come forth with these slanderous allegations again. You have been quiet over the last six years. Clay has been on many boards, and this story never once surfaced. It wasn't even a big story when it was going on. So now here we are six years later, all of a sudden, he, he, his conscience wouldn't let him rest until he came out. And told it. Now you weigh in Atlanta, right? You in you in Atlanta, right? Yeah. So what? What do you gain? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Exactly. I'm agreeing with you. I said, what? 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 What is his vested interest in this? Like, what? What is? That's what I'm saying. Like, like you said, like you're in Atlanta. There has to be something going on. And I'm gonna tell you something. This, I'm gonna tell you about this government here is very shady, and that's a lot of people. They don't like that. They don't like Clay because he's very outspoken. And I'm telling you that because he won't. Somebody, yeah, somebody's somebody's behind that. And you know, and, and I'm not gonna name no specific name, but then we got an Uncle Tom supposedly walking the streets for our community. So, I'm sorry, y'all are holding thousand dollar dinner, thousand dollar plate dinners. The government is praising y'all work or whatever it is, and giving y'all millions of dollars to do what? Because my cousin woke up, well, was in her apartment, and a young man was killed in her driveway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, right. what are you? 
what are y'all doing? What purpose do y'all serve? Y'all show up after the fact. Y'all are not out here in these streets. Y'all are not engaging these kids. Y'all are not putting programs together for these kids to have something to do, but yet y'all are getting millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And you're using the clergy as a cover-up for it. I'm sorry. I, I'm like you because I call bullshit. Yeah, but this this is what I'm. This is what I was talking. This is what I've been talking about. That this, I'm telling you, all this stuff that's this is, I don't know, all this stuff that's going on now in the news with this Me Too, uh, with this Me Too movement where everybody's trying to come out and, and and stand in solidarity against sexual assault and this and the other. It's bringing out like, I mean, y'all. Leaving the door open, man. Y'all leave, letting the possums and the rats and the roaches to come in. Leaving yep. the door open, everything's coming in. And my thing is, is like, okay, although this movement has, uh, I mean, the the intentions are good. Like the intentions are maybe pure, but there are always people out here that are looking for the next come up. There are opportunists out here, and my yep. thing is, is like. This this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Everybody sitting up here congratulating Oprah and this, that, and the other. I said, man, I, I see right through the bullshit on a lot of these stories. Like, and and what this what's what's going to happen is this is going to taint the movement, and then it's going to in the future. And I and I and I see this happening in the future. It's going to diminish people. The whole thing about sexual assault and just about sexual abuse and, and speaking up because my thing is is like why are these people uh coming out with these allegations and they, they come out at the most convenient time like when they see somebody coming up like they see somebody is about to get a position mm-hmm. my thing is it's like if you about trying to put the truth out put put the truth out but you don't know say it any time. Don't don't wait till it's an opportune time to do it. Like it's like you trying right. to trying to make a name for yourself. Just like that whole situation with Diane Williams. Like I just don't believe that situation. I don't I don't believe it. I, I just I don't believe that it went down like that. And that's I, my I thing. Know, like, that's the thing too. That's the thing too is that you have to be able to discern what's real and what's not real because now these women that have come out these early stages of the women that have been coming out with the me too movement i believe them because the guys that they accuse are like squirming like fish out of water like they don't know what to do with themselves because they're being exposed you know what i'm saying like people are feeling comfortable enough to be like okay now I can tell my story. And that's great and all, but like you said, for every one or two stories that is factual, there's somebody that was in the group that's going to come along and go, oh, yeah, me too. No, find some do. And that's the wrong name to have for this, me too. Right. So it's like, you know, it's horrible. I'm trying to come up. Me too. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to get paid too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's horrible because I look at it like this, like the, the gymnast, the, the doctor for the gymnast. 
Now I believe that he done it. Everything that they said, he's so distraught and so convicted by what he's done. He asked the judge to not force him to listen to these women give an account of what he did to them. Right. That that means you as guilty as guilty is guilt. That you can't even it it's killing you to sit there and listen to these women describe what you have done to them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you know it's like now you know some people are suspect. You know now my thing is now what I want to happen with the Me Too movement is yeah we're going for Hollywood and these Hollywood execs, but we have a Yahoo in the White House that was accused of multi uh opportunity or, or, or discretions of sexually assaulting women over a period of time. But ain't nobody yeah. giving these women a say. That's true. So I'm like just and like I, y'all going after these execs, y'all need to go after him. And and like you said, but, like you like look at the it starts from the leadership. It starts from the head down. You have the biggest pervert and the biggest womanizer and uh, male chauvinist, male chauvinistic pig in the White House right now. So people gonna just follow suit. Like it's it's, uh-huh. it's, it's you know what I'm saying? like so you can't. I don't know. Like this, this just this moral fashion is just it, it, uh, I don't know. But you make yeah. a good point. Like you know, Donald Trump is the biggest one of them all. I think you you literally sat up there um, and said, and with no shame, talking about you just grab women by the you know what, and then you got these pastors, so-called pastors, that sit up there and condone this stuff. You know what I'm saying? You have Paula White. You see, you see have people like Paula White, which have right. mostly like a huge right. black following, like African-American following. You know what I'm saying? And she's sitting up there condoning this man's racism and bigotry. And his like sexism and all this stuff, you know, it's just it's it's crazy to me. Yeah, this this country is officially doomed. Like it's so much that's just going on. Period. Like I said, but we called it middle of last year. We called it. This was going to be the yeah. year of exposure. Exposure. And when I say the lights have come on and the roaches have scattered through the project, like <laughs> Baby, I want to get your opinion on this before we jump off here. Like, I'm glad you called oh. in. You, you know, you're probably busy. But what have you read up or heard about the whole James Hall situation? I, I, I I'm so oh, over it. I'm over it because it's like the story just not does not get any better. And it's like, okay, can we kill this dog now? Can we just bury it and, and just just end it all? Because the longer it sits, the more stuff comes out. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Let me tell you something. Like, and I'm just gonna keep it 100. Like, people like me and you, you and I, like, people that's been in the church for years, grew up in church, you know, been in, you know, 
being exposed to gospel music scene. This stuff ain't really. This is not surprising to me. Like this is me reporting this and bringing this to y'all is more of a benefit to you guys because this stuff don't surprise me. Like it does. Like, and for this dude to sit up here and try to, like, my thing is, like, you're not fooling anybody, James. How, like, we know you're not heterosexual. Like, and you, you, they even say that's this, this one chick that he's parading around talking about this. That's his girlfriend or something. And the woman is very attractive. She's very pretty. But my thing is, it's like, you using this woman as your beard. Like, and then you done had this guy move to New York and leave his wife and his church for you, and now you're trying to act like you like the man's crazy. No, that man ain't crazy. You let, let him on. And they even had – I want you to listen to something real quick because I want you to listen to this because okay. that's why he countersued him because, like, he said, you pretty much lying. Like, he had t- pictures of text messages of – in videos of James Paul sending him these explicit messages, him singing to him, and then had, mm-hmm. and I guess, like, uh, um, Bishop Bond and them, they was all involved, and they had naked pictures of Bishop uh, 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 Bond, um, Bishop Bond or Pastor Bond or whatever his title is. Baby, they got the pictures online. They got the pic, baby. They got him in the shower. Like, they said this whole thing was just like, it, it was a mess. It, they were all in on it. Like, they were taking trips and stuff with the church's money. And it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's why I said, that's why I said it's, it's like people have gotten, I don't know. I just don't, people have gotten careless with their behavior to where I'm surprised yeah. that this type of thing happens because of the fact that when the the old saying goes, say it and forget it, text it and regret it. People are texting is not the way to go. Like it's just like texting is just not the way to go. So it's like people are texting and 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 Facebooking and FaceTiming and all this stuff. Everybody wants to be on video. Everybody wants to be live and all that stuff. Stop. Because at the end of the day, like you said, when somebody is not getting the the feelings reciprocated to them, somebody is in their feelings. And when folks are in their feelings, whether they male or female, they're going to retaliate. Mm-hmm. So here you are, a, especially when you are a person of status. When you are a person of status, you have to walk on eggshells around everybody because every conversation is suspect like the guy that just wrote uh, Fire and Fury for the White House this guy was a trusted journalist following around people and having conversations with them look what happened now it's all coming to bite them all in the butt now they all running around talking about uh uh I didn't say that he misunderstood what I said no that's exactly what you said and he wrote it Yep. So it's just like it's... Okay, go ahead. I said go ahead. Yeah, I want you to listen to this clip, like just about the whole James Hall situation. Like this guy had 
um, evidence, like in pictures and stuff like that. And they, the first time when James tried to sue this guy for quote unquote tarnishing his his reputation, and he's seen all this evidence and so that the, the judge literally told them people from what I've gathered, like they said, this is ridiculous. All you men are a, a bunch of closet cases, and you hide behind religion. That's all you, you guys are doing. And it it, yep. it it was it just looked foolish to somebody from the outside looking in. But but listen to this real quick. I don't I don't know if you can hear, but this I can. is some of the evidence. This is some of the evidence that um, that the judge heard. Uh-huh. I'll just I think I'm gonna play this next week because I, I got it hooked up to But yeah, but anyways it was it was like countless pages of like court documents and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean like I, I, I like I was talking to, I was talking to Steve earlier, like it just ruins the whole witness of the church, like it does. Oh yeah. And that's why I said like I'm not a big fan of these new and up and coming churches. I mean, I everybody if you call the preach, you call the preach and that's great and that's wonderful. But I just I'm old school and these new age churches just ain't my flavor. It's too much going on. Everybody running around with long gold crosses on and nice, beautiful embroidered robes and carrying on, but ain't nobody living nothing. Yeah. So it's like I was like I'm not I'm I'm it's almost like you know the herd just kind of following each other everybody's just going that one direction oh well everybody's going to the left so I'm gonna go to the left too now baby I'm going to the right because clearly and going to the left ain't where it is so it's just it's it's mind blowing to me it's it's not shocking because like you said when you've been around this and you've been around mega stars and prominent gospel people, you know, the majority of your life and you've you've been in the environment, you know what goes on. You you've seen it. And so, you know, there's a particular convention that goes on that they say that that's just a reunion for all the girls to get together. Um, and, supposedly, and supposedly it's coming here to the city. I don't know what the girls are. Can you tell them what the girls are? The girls is the queens, the gays, the lesbians, and all of them. Yeah, all the girls. <laughs> it, it's more, just a, extra, yeah, extra you know. Points, the okay. the <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, I've been a firm believer. You know, I, I've been given my discernment for years because, you know, we had a particular, you know, person in our, you know, in our circle that was, you know, around people that have been locked up, you know, forever and ever. And this particular, this particular person told me, say, Hey, don't believe no man. If he done did 10, five, if he done did five years, 
there is a potential that he has done something. Not saying that everybody has, but there's that potential. Now, you get the ones that's been doing 10, you may got the ones that's been doing 10, 20 years, and now, and I was told, I was specifically told, like, hey, cuz, you know, watch your back, because everybody is suspect. I said, well, and a couple of people that they pointed out, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You would never think, but, you know, it's out there. So it's just, you know, I don't know. It, it's too much going on. It scares me for this generation. This generation ain't smart as nothing, no way, because they running around eating Tide Pods. What the hell kind of boredom are you in that you eating Tide Pods? Like, there's a form of stupid going around that I just don't get. I'm like, we wasn't running around eating laundry detergent, thinking that that was, what the hell? <laughs> it just, it baffles me. It really does. And it scares me for my kids and, you know, my other relative kids. It scares me because it makes no difference how much you try to teach them. They take the very thing that you try to teach them against and put, you know, bright lights on it. And then all of a sudden they're like, ooh, pretty light. No. It's just, but I, I think don't know. We, we, but, I mean, but you have, but when you have a generation that's being exposed to this, this demon, which I call reality TV, and immediately, like, when they, like, everything you teach them, it's like it's this opposing force that's, that's fighting against you. You're teaching your kids that X, Y, and Z is wrong, and then they look at, look, look on TV, and like you said, everything you're teaching them against, they glamorizing it. So right. they're getting these mixed they're getting these mixed messages. And then hell, you got some um some some of these kids growing up with no guidance. Like I like I was saying earlier in the show, like there shouldn't have been no reason why that, that brawl should have happened at Light of the World. You seen that video, didn't you? No. Ooh wee. Somebody said okay. oh, Well, I got to do I'm it. Have- I got Yeah. You need to watch that because you should have seen them kids at that at that church. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do this while we on air. You know how it is. You know, y'all know how it is. Y'all just gonna have to bear with me. I got to, you got to watch this now because I want your reaction. As if my computer will act right, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. My computer is acting slow. I'm going to send it to you right now. Okay. While we on it, yeah, they had these kids like it was like a little, little it was like a rock in that light of the world, and these kids were like throwing chairs, fighting the police, everything up in there. And see, and I got a friend of I, I got a friend of mine that's trying to do a little um uh like a community uh center or whatever and like I I'm really hoping that he gets it up and going because it seems like it's gonna be a positive thing and that's what we need, but it's just like make no difference what positive you try to do. There's just some kids that are just gonna buck against the system. Yeah, 
And so it's just not going to, you know. But this is my thing. Like I said earlier, like we got too much going on in our community as it is, like to where, you know, if y'all going to do a lock-in, do something where y'all teaching these kids something, teach them some life skills. You know what I'm saying? Like all this stuff where you had these kids in here just roaming around aimlessly, you know, uh, pop locking and dropping and listening to all this worldly music. After all them, them we we can't afford that no more. That y'all should have took that opportunity to teach these kids some life skills. Y'all should have done something constructive with that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I blame a lot of the world too because from what I hear, this ain't the first time this has happened. Like this and see, and that's why. That's why my kids don't go to stuff like that. I'm sorry. My kids can be mad at me all they want to, but they're not going to stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, it just... Yes, yeah, she went. Yeah, she went and said that the girls was just in there fast. Like, just they was in there trying to holler at the dudes and stuff. And she said she heard that um, a year or two ago, somebody brought a gun up in there. See, that's what I said. It's too much. It's it's too much going on. And I'm sorry that all these big churches and churches that have what they call a pool in the community, y'all need to open up your little area that y'all not using and do something with kids. If y'all know that there's a school within a distance of y'all church, Y'all should be in the neighborhoods going to go get these kids after school and making sure that they're doing their homework and making sure that they're, you know, they're getting taught valuable stuff. But then I guess you can't, you can't really, I don't necessarily even want to say I blame the church anymore because nowadays these parents are so pro their children to where that if little Bobby, you know, smacks somebody or whatever, I don't know. You don't hit my child. No, your child should have been put itself in a grown person's position. I wouldn't have knocked his butt smooth out. That's true. And see, we were raised, oh, and that's why, and that's why I say I can't deal with this. That's why I'm glad I raised my kids the way I did because I can deal with my kids. I can't deal with nobody else's kids because we were raised. You wasn't sitting around a whole bunch of grown ups. When grown-ups was in the house or whatever, you took your butt outside, you went and played. You done something productive with yourself. You wasn't sitting around a bunch of grown-ups. Your mouth didn't slap back to your parents. If it did, you found yourself waking up in the middle of another side of the house. So you didn't do it no more. And we had grandmothers. You know what I'm saying? Me and you, we are the few that have grandmothers. You know what I'm saying? Our grandmothers are of, and my grandmother was of a certain age, your grandmother is of a certain age. You know what I'm saying? We got grandmothers. We don't have mothers that started out young and their daughters started out young behind them. The daughter 36, the mama 46. Ain't nobody learned nothing. That's true. Ain't, Ain't nobody learned nothing. So it's like, you know, we, we were raised in just a different generation. You know, we, we, we was taught girls and you didn't, you wasn't around a bunch of boys all the time. I couldn't even play. And I love playing basketball as a girl, you know, as a young kid. I couldn't even play basketball sometimes because all it was was boys outside playing basketball. 
you just didn't put yourself in, you know what I'm saying? You just didn't, you just didn't do certain stuff. So it's like now it's like everything is kind of a free for all until somebody gets hurt. Yeah, and it's and it's just like a totally different breed of uh, young folks now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it just yeah it it baffles me. It scares me because like I said, we're we are a desensitized nation now. You know, nothing bothers people anymore. And you know, just, you know, you see a dead body on the ground, you just walk past it like it ain't nothing. You know, I my heart bleeds for this mother and father right now that is begging the community if you know where their son is just to tell them but yet people are randomly calling them telling them oh your son got killed blah 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 he got fed up but nobody's giving these parents any information on where they can go find their child right so you know it's just, we, we have a desensitized community nation now it's just like you know, somebody dies, they just keep going. It's like, wow. You know, just it it it, it baffles me. Like, you know, it's been ten years since the Hobie Street murders, and you yep. really didn't hear no more. You really didn't hear no more about that after it was done. It's probably been about fifteen years since the Hamilton Avenue murders. You really didn't hear no more about that. You know, people just kind of go on with their lives. So I said, we're, 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 huh? Yeah, I mean, oh, I was shocked. I cannot find that video. So you know, I'm at, you know, I'll, I'll Google it somewhere. What you see but, it is. But yeah, it's just I don't know this this generation. And I know if you probably ask our parents, they probably their parents probably told them that their generation was doomed, and they told us our generation was doomed. So now we telling our kids their generation was doomed. I just I don't know. I I don't know where the turnaround is because these kids are so far gone. Even if you did a community center, are you setting innocent children up to be hurt? Right, because of a you know because of a select few, you know there's a handful of kids that actually need a community center to go to, but then you got these other yuts that are in there that just want to cause trouble. So it's like parents aren't they aren't keen to send in their kids places. Like you know the the skating rink has lock ins or whatever. Mine will never be on. I don't care if they gave away a million dollars. My kids ain't going to a lock-in. And like you said, like with the with the church thing, you know, my kids don't do a lot of events at church. Because you just don't never know. Not saying that everybody is, you know, suspect or whatever, but I, I, I feel like my first job is to protect my kids. And that's my first job. And so... If I can't come to the event or I can't be at the event, then my kids don't go. And see, that was my biggest thing with that whole entire situation is, like, you had more kids there than than, than volunteers. So that, that goes to show me, like, 
these people that was just looking somewhere to just drop their kids off at. Y'all weren't even trying to be involved in, you know. And that's one of the reasons why the skating rink has changed their protocol because that's the way it used to be. You drive your kids to the skating rink, you drop them off, you pull off, you come back and get them at 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock or whatever time skating is over with. Not anymore. If your child is under a certain age, you better have your butt in there with them or they ain't coming in. Also, time can just change. Like, I, I, would, I couldn't even imagine coming up uh, just acting like that. Look, just in reference, like, your dad could give a look that would scare the skin off of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't do that type of, no. Uh, I was too afraid. He'd give you a look, you'd be like, Yep, I'm gonna go on over here in this corner and just have like several seats. <laughs> like, I didn't want the repercussions behind that. Like, we were just, we weren't afraid. I wouldn't say we were afraid of our parents or our relatives or whatever, but we respected them to the yeah. utmost. Yeah, you had a reverence, yes. Because we knew that, you know, they just weren't gonna play with us. You know, they just was not going to play with us. They loved us all, but they just was not going to play with us. It was, it was just certain things we did and we didn't do. And being a disrespectful mouthy one just wasn't going to be it. I waited till I was about halfway down the street before I said what I felt like I wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> and then I made sure that nobody else hear me. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna probably have to send that. I'm gonna have to fight send that to you because you, yeah, I I couldn't believe what I saw. Like that was just. Yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. I'm really surprised that the high school sporting arena at one time it was really bad, but then after a while it kind of calmed down. So I don't know what changed. But you know, you know, high school even well. I can say that the after events was always big, especially like at Ben Davis. When I tell you that school is a shell of what it was when we were there, it is mind blowing to me. When you can see like thirty and forty kids all just on one corner waiting for something to jump off, I'm like, what are y'all doing? Oh, so and so and so and so about the fight. Wow. So it's like, you know, but like I said, back in the day, a few years ago, it was always something going on at a high school sporting event. But that, like I said, that calmed down. I don't know what changed. I don't know what they did to curb that. But you don't hear a lot going on at the actual events. Now, it may something may happen after the fact or whatever, but it was never nothing going on uh, during the event. So, like I said, it's I mean, just we, it's, we, were just, we were just kids back then. We could go and have a good time, and, and, and now it's just like you. I, I wouldn't even want it, my kids. I mean, I'll be scared for them to even go to like a dorm high school basketball and or football game. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to say it, but like I moved out east, so you know my kids are now 
um, in IPS or whatever. And I'm starting to feel like this. You know, it used to be, I, I can say I had a preference. I believe the township was, you know, the it school because, you know, we were we were not necessarily the privileged children, but we were, you know, we were we were bougie. You know we were raised in the middle, but we was bougie. So, um, it's like but now you look at I look at the you know, the neighbors now and I'm like, Y'all no different than a public school or another township. Like none of these school different school districts are set apart anymore. And if they are, it's not by much. You know, so thinking is like my daughter's supposed to be going to a, hopefully go to a charter school. But um but yeah, like my daughter was like, I wanna go to Ben Davis and I was like, Yeah, no. No. Cause when oh, I yeah, say the girls like them girls they are horrible. They fight for anything and I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. I like, and I used to look forward to, you know, when I had kids, all my kids gonna graduate from my alma mater. Not, not today. They won't. Mm-mm. I mean, you know, it, it looked just like the whole, like the. Um, it used to be a good place where, you know, academically and stuff like that, they're not even performing at a high level there, like you know, anymore. It's like the the quality of the education. And I've heard this from several people, like in Wayne Township in general. You know, a lot of these township schools in general now, it's just not, it's not, it's not up to par. Right. Yeah, it, it's not. And, you know, the, the laws have made it to where these teachers, because I posted a video on my Facebook, um, the laws have made it now to where these teachers are literally afraid of the students. I said it'd be a cold day in hell that I'm coming to a place that I get paid to come to and be afraid. So, yeah. Like, I posted a video on my Facebook. This teacher was calling security or whatever to come and get a student, and the student was pacing back and forth. She was pacing back and forth, and then eventually the student wound up throwing a book at the teacher, and the teacher lost it and beat her within an inch of her life. I said, I would have did the exact same thing. I said, ain't no way. And then when they interviewed the parents or the, the other parents of the school or whatever, they was like, oh, I just can't believe that the teacher acted that way. No, I can't believe your little thug of and daughter acted that way. Throwing books and stuff. The reason they act like that because they know that they know that the law is going to protect them. Yeah. I said, honey, you better have two-piece there. No matter how ratchet they act. No matter, you know what I'm saying? But this is my thing. I say, you know, they they protect it now, but once they hit 18 and you, you go out in that real world, ain't nobody going to put up with that mouth. Ain't nobody going to put up with that attitude. You're going to exactly. what's coming to you. Ain't nobody going to think twice about it. And you can sit up there and think child protection service is going to protect you. Nah, boo-boo. You are a grown but yeah. individual. You have to, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So. Yep. That's what I said. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. I tell you, every every day is interesting just to kind of see what's going on in the world. People are still leaving their kids in the car and just I don't know. There's just a form of stupid that's just running around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's contagious. It's really contagious. Well, you heard about because 
you heard about that woman today. They said they found her kids. Um, this was up in Castle, and they said that she left her 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 two children in the car while she went into the mall. Like it was two. Yeah. It was two incidents. It was one. Now, this woman should be thrown up under. And I get you going for a job interview, and I get that. But I mean, there could have been somebody that would have watched your kids, or you could have just rescheduled that job interview. You left a seven and a four year old in a car. So, where if they got so cold that they got out of the car and went into the hospital because she was interviewing at Community East or Community North. She was interviewing Mm -hmm. there, and they got out of the car and went into the hospital. They had been out there that long. I was like, there's just a form of stupid going on. I was like, but, you know, I just... Wait a minute. My cousin's cousin's online, the one that went to light of the world. Uh, Jayana, do you still... Had that video? Can you tag me in that video of that brawl at the church? If you're listening, can you can you tag me in that real quick? Because I think she just uh, joined the chat. Because we were talking about that night, and I can't find that video now. I done went all the way back, and I didn't have a lot of um, alerts on Facebook since then. So if you can tag me in that. Uh, Uh, I just went to. I'm gonna have to tag you in that after after the show, but I want you to see that. I ain't never in my life seen no foolishness like that. It, it like I said, it just it does not surprise me, man, because it's, these kids are so misguided. You can't, I mean, you can't really blame the kids. I mean, shoot, these parents is getting high and carrying on and. I mean, you ain't got no structure. You just gonna do whatever you want to do. That's the thing. That's just, it, it ain't even got nothing to do with them, you know. Because like I said each generation has had their struggles. Every child, every generation is gonna have their issues, but there was structure. Like I've never seen so many free willing, you know, free willing kids just running around. Just I'm like, where your parents at? Just. And, you know, and these parents will even working 18-hour days and carrying on. I'm not working like that when I got kids. I don't care. Whatever don't get paid, just don't get paid. <laughs> I'm, like I'm not working. Jesus was working out. Jesus was working out. Telephone is connect, waking on the next paycheck. That's what you do. <laughs> well, I'll be singing. Sure. I'm not working no doubles and 18-hour days and all that. Overnights and all, I'm not doing it. Call me whatever, but I'm not doing it. It ain't going to happen, especially when I have children of a certain age, especially when I have a daughter that is of a certain age. Damn it to hell. You won't won't get her that easily. And they don't even appreciate it. Mm hmm. I was like, I'm not working that hard, honey. It, it ain't. If my life is above what I'm making, what I can bring home on a regular steady paycheck, then it, it, something needs to go. I, I done stepped too far in the bougie section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I ain't even it. 
Bougie ain't supposed to come with all that trouble now. Like, shoot, I know. Like, you, you That's why hours. I said, you know, I got Right, you know, and I was saying, you know, and thank goodness, and that's why I say, you know, our our family is as dysfunctional as dysfunctional can be, but I can truly say that we were shown an example on how to live our lives and live within our means. You know, we 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 got a, we got a few, you know, that you know was making peanuts and trying to eat caviar, but you know. <laughs> they tried it though, but you know, you know, we were shown that you know, yeah, our parents didn't work nineteen hundred hours, and we didn't barely see them, and all that. No, that wasn't happening. They they was off work at a certain time, and they were home. All this. Well, yeah, I got, yeah, and all these, these midnight, these midnight shifts and late night shifts—that's when all the creeping and the peeping going on. I'm telling you, we wasn't there, and if we was left alone, you know, we always had that one cousin or something that they knew would tell on us. So <laughs> we weren't doing nothing <laughs> no way. <laughs> they always knew it was one that they left with us that was gonna tell. So we wasn't. No, nah, it wasn't none of that. No. Mm-mm. But yeah, so that was say we we didn't. Mm-mm. I worked overnight one time, and I was like, Lord, if I if I, if you just get me off this shift, I promise you. And who the minute I got off of overnight, I was like, Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. But yeah, there's it's it's some structural stuff going on. It's a we we just got to scrap the whole book and just start all over again, really. Yeah. That's really that's really what it what it all boils down to. We got to get back to the basics. We got to get back to what we were raised on, and not feel like that we the only people that can talk to our kids, or you know, we the only people that can you know do whatever. Like we we got to get back. It starts from the top. We got to scrap the whole White House and start over. Like we just scrap this whole. Just throw the whole United States away and start over. <laughs> you know somebody ain't gonna like that now. I don't care. Just, just throw the whole daggone thing away, you know, because I just feel like, I don't know. Get the reset it's, it's, right. Like, where's the reset button at? Like, where did we go wrong? Because I'm one now. I'm gonna probably piss off a few of your listeners when they go back and replay this and listen to it. You know, I was not one of those, yes, I was proud to say that I lived in a moment where we had an African-American president. I will not take nothing from that moment because it was history, it was eventful, and I get it. But here comes the cliffhanger. I don't believe that Obama was the great hope for us because if you really go back and look at his record, he really done nothing for the African American community. It, it wasn't a lot. So 
yes, he was a great president. Yes, he, you know, he did a lot of good things. He, you know, he, he passed some bills and, you know, kept, you know, kept some things on the up and up and made the economy grow and all that stuff and this, that, and the third. But in my eyes, he was really no different than any other politician. Now, he wasn't as sleazy and grimy as some of the other politicians and as the one we have in the White House now. No, he was not that person. That wasn't his character. But if you really look at the situation, are we better off because he was in office? That's how I gauge a president. Other communities benefited more uh, from him being president than we did. Like there was, he did stuff for specific groups. But when it came to us, it act like he was almost like he was ashamed to do something. Like he, it was just I don't know. Yeah, it was. He, it was. He didn't, it he didn't was, pass any specific legislation for us, pretty much. Right, right. There's no. There was no protection. You know what I'm saying for the community. You didn't go in and you know try to resolve. Um, the issues of the community like now. Probably going to piss off some more people with this. The crack epidemic was not as urgent as the opioid epidemic. Mm -hmm. I say that because when the crack epidemic happened, when crack cocaine got introduced into our communities, it took away mothers from their children. It broke families. It killed people. You know, it, it impoverished people. It, it did everything that the opioid addiction is doing, but now people are in a frantic. Oh my God, we got to save the people. We got to we gotta get these opioids off the street. There's an opioid epidemic. The crack addiction was never an epidemic. We had the war on drugs, but it was never an epidemic. But now they criminalize crack, but when it comes to opioid, oh, it's it's a it's a health issue. It's it's like um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's a major health crisis. Yeah, yeah, because these people should not be because Sally, the 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 PTA mom and the soccer mom. Little Susie down the street doesn't feel doesn't realize that Sally is now a, a meth head. Now she feels some kind of way. Oh no, it is in our community. It's been in y'all community. Y'all people been doing speed and meth and everything else to keep functioning on a daily. But it's, it's, so it's, it's an issue that's affecting the dominant society now. So they they have to look at it. It's, it crack was an. An epidemic that was um, primarily affecting the African American community because you even look back on it, a lot of people even say that. Like it was one of those things, it was targeted to hit the black community. So, of course, they were looking to uh, criminalize it because, you know, yeah. like you said, you had that, that uh, it, but the prison complexes, you know, industrial complexes used to make money, it, it's a money maker. And yep. you jail, jail black people. You get more money from it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's modern day slavery. You know, so 
Yeah, so that's like I said, now, you know, everybody's running around like they butt on fire because of everybody getting high on prescription drugs. I had several classmates that was on Ritalin back in the day, and they were snorting it. I've been out of school 20 years. They was doing this in middle school. So they ain't just you getting high. Real you got to be a real, that, that that's just low. Like some people do anything to get some type of high, you know? Yeah. And that's what I said. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, these doctors and stuff are like, oh, Sally says she's got to, you know, her thumbnail hurts, so I'm going to give her some Percocets, and she's going to be fine. No, Sally is crushing those Percocets and snorting the hell out of them. And her son sitting right there next to her snorting a line, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I said Percocets and stuff, that, you know, that stuff is old. You know, it's just... It's gotten worse. It it now has a face that people recognize. You know, suburban America has now been infiltrated, and now they're college, you know, bound prodigy children are now strung out on this. So now it, it is a crisis. We have to help little Johnny out because he's 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 just getting high, and he has no reason to get high. We give him everything. I bet you do. <laughs> but, yeah, so I said it, it amazes me, you know, with everything that's going on. And like I said, it, it was, you know, like the guy on the, the little blog that you was talking about. Like you said, everything that's going on is hitting our doorstep. But is hitting our doorstep in a way it's kind of unbelievable. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm going to say it. We are opportunistic people. And if we see an opportunity to cash in on something, we're doing it, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. So that's why I say, you know, you take everything you hear with a grain of salt, and until somebody comes forth, with some hardcore evidence, it's just rubbish to me, really. It, it's really rubbish to me because now that – I meant to tell you this earlier because now that this Me Too moment has gotten so big, where's Mr. Cosby at? Why ain't nobody talking about him no more? He, he's a non-factor anymore. Yeah. So it's like you know, you know, everybody was talking about Bill Cosby. You think about it, he was the one. That case was the case that kind of kicked that off. Because that's, yeah. that's when you first started seeing all these people coming out making these allegations, and then they saw how a lot, a lot of people probably saw how it was easy to come up off of that, and you could come out and, and people will stand with stand with you. In solidarity, you know, and nobody will will um, shame you or victimize you or even ask questions. And a lot of women, I think, some of these people seeing how they could capitalize off of that and how they could they can um, reap uh, attention and validation from that. And that's when you start seeing that snowball effect. 
I, 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 I agree with that to a degree because I feel like this, because I said it when it first all came out. They were out to destroy the legacy of the Cosby name, of the Cosby brand. They were out to destroy it. But I believe that what happened was they realized that they couldn't. They didn't destroy that man. That man had made all the money he could possibly. He's he's going to get his grandchildren will get royalties. That's how legendary this man is. So he now was truly, uh, huh? Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you your opinion on this. Like, do, uh-huh. do you think that sometimes with some of these allegations, do you think that these women? Or jaded, like I don't think that sometimes, like trying to think of that that situation that just came out with that guy Aziz, like uh, what what's his name, the one that plays yeah, um, yeah okay. face. They were saying how that 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 chick probably just she probably got treated like a like a whore, and she gave it up to him, and then she regretted it, and then she kind of felt that she got played out of her, you know what, and she. Wanted to come. That was her way of retaliating against. Them. Now, do you think a lot of times, especially with the Cosby situation, do you think that these women are jaded? They they didn't get what they thought they were going to get from these individuals, and they weren't treated the way they thought they were going to be treated. And they and they and they. Oh, most definitely because because one of the Cosby accusers, he was paying their tuition. Hmm. And so once she was done with school, I guess the money train stopped. Mm. So, you know, and and that's what makes it so bad. That's what makes these type of allegations so bad is because for every five that were actually assaulted, there's one or two that didn't get what they thought they were going to get and now they feel some kind of way. Right. But those two that come out with a bias story tarnishes the five that were actually victimized. And that's what's so bad about all of that. That's what's so horrible about all of that. That's why I said like with the, you know, back to the church thing, like with the clay situation, there, you you had no basis, right? And the fact that the news ran with it was really shocking to me. Because if you would have did, uh-oh, if you would have did your homework before y'all ran with the story, y'all would have known that that man was found innocent. There was no standing on the story or nothing. So for you to bring it back up, that was being really messy. And like I said, I fought the news for it. I fought whoever went and dug this guy up because that was some bull. So let me ask you this. Did they name the person that... um... That, oh, they, that accused them of They went, you guys, I'll have to send you the link to it. They actually interviewed him on the phone. They did a phone interview with this guy. Oh, 
And he said, quote-unquote, no, I'm not saying quote-unquote, I'm paraphrasing. He said that, that asked him, why do you feel like, you know, now, you know, you know, what are you coming forward now? Oh, I feel like I need to let the city of Indianapolis know who's on their council. This man has been on the council. He didn't just get there. Yeah. Where were you at a couple of years ago when he first got on the council? You didn't feel like the city of Indianapolis needed to know who he was then? But well, he was one of They've been trying to set that man up for years. Yeah, but now all of a sudden, because he, he went up, you know, mm, mm, can't do that one. I have to tell you, I have to text you that one because who he went up against, you know, is a prominent person. You know, her she has a status. So when you're going against the incumbent, Council president, you know the the waters get a little dirty, and so they tried to secure a win and wind up securing a full out loss because it was like eleven eight to eleven, eleven to eight something that it was. The vote was for him. He wound up still becoming a council president. I said, "Oh yeah, I tried it though, huh?" A lot of people seen right. People probably saw right through that. It was just too convenient yeah. for that person to come out with that. That's why I believe that it was an inside thing. That was a that was an inside thing. And like you said, you know, Clay is not a go with the flow kind of preacher. You know, he bucks the system right and left, Democrat or Republican. He don't care. And so they don't, you know, and he does not participate in none of that coalition thing. He's not a part of that, none of that. He's like, he stays far away from that as possible. And he was one of the biggest um, opponents when that guy from the White House came down to meet with the coalition before they got all this money or whatever. And he was a, this guy that came to speak with the coalition was a known racist, had made racist remarks in the past, but yet y'all going to sit down at the table with this man and negotiate some terms to get your funding. Oh, yeah, it it was just, it, it's a lot. It, it, it smells like a rat. And like I said, I believe that that other organization has something to do with it. They they tried to they tried to slay his name and it didn't work and now he gonna make them pay for it. That's what I'm That's looking forward to. Now, as far as like that's concerned, has he came out and said anything about this or those allegations or like the he sure did. Has he, he did. He did. He came out and he said, "I am a lot of things." He said, "But a pedophile, I am not." He said this case was tried in court five years ago. I was found innocent. I was cleared of all charges. There is no further pending investigation. This situation was dead in the water. He said the fact that I have to, you know, I have to defend myself against this all over again is crazy. Well, oh, he's going to make them pay for it. 
this reminds me of the whole Nate Parker situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Birth of Nation. Remember that movie came out, and then they tried to bring up his past when that when that lady, that white lady, accused him of rape, and yeah. he, he went through the court system. They found him innocent, but they can't. That's what I'm saying, man. These people are opportunities. That's, that's low down, man. Like, they waited until this man's movie was about to come out to bring up a case that was out. That's why I said, man, you may you may be found guilty, I mean, innocent in the court of law, but you still guilty in the, uh, in the eyes of public opinion. And like you said, I believe that there should be some type of repercussion against people. When you bring an unfounded case against somebody and every course of action has been taken to prove this person innocent or guilty, and this person is proven innocent, and you have slandered this person's name, I'm sorry. There should be some type of repercussion behind that. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot go around. That's just like, it's, it's apples and oranges. But do you know that when you go stay in an establishment, that there is like really fine print in like some of their clauses that you sign? that you can't badmouth an establishment if you have not given them the opportunity to fix whatever it is you felt like it was wrong. Right. Or they will they will charge you like $300 on top of what they charge you for the stay or whatever it is. And I find that amazing because if a business can have that type of clause in their contract or in their paperwork or whatever, what does it take for you shouldn't be allowed to falsely accuse me and then it being proved that you falsely accused me of something and I have no recourse behind it. Right. It, it it baffles me. So, yeah, you know, like I said, I'll send you the link to all of that, but, you know, it it just it it baffles me how these these skeletons come out at such an opportune time. Right. You know it it just it 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 baffles me on how they do it. So, and that's why I say you know that's why I I, I, I say to myself and I don't bother nobody because I ain't, you ain't gonna never be able to say I ain't gonna say you ain't gonna never be able to say because anybody can say anything. But you ain't gonna I mean, be able to everybody, everybody cooking monster these days. Everybody cooking monster. I thought it was one cooking monster. Cooking monsters on Sesame Street. And everybody cooking monster. Everybody yeah, you know. Mhm. And so I said, I don't. Uh, uh-uh. I tell my kids, you know, I, I let their friends come over or whatever. But y'all stay in one mm-hmm. centralized location. Yeah. You don't. Don't. Yeah. Like I don't. Cause. Mm. No. Because you ain't going to never be able to say that I did nothing or that I said no. Uh-uh. No, sir. Because mm-hmm. all it even takes like, is an allegation. Yep. Even like I said, even after you have been cleared from that wrong that wrongdoing, you've been found guilty, I mean, found innocent in the court of law, you're still going to be guilty in the, in, the court, in the court of public opinion, and people are not mm-hmm. going to allow you to live that day. Yep. So you know that's what I said. You know, it, it just it it's mind blowing to me that people 
do what they you know, I don't know. Just I just I just don't get it and it's like I said, it's scary because you know, like a friend of mine said to me today, he was like, So if I'm in a bar and I see a nice looking young lady across the room and I wanna buy her a drink that can be taken as harassment. Mm-hmm. You know, or if I walk past and I say, hey, you know, you're looking nice today, you know, is that considered harassment? Like, you don't even want to talk to nobody at your job no more. 